Welcome to episode 379 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 379 of Iron Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going mate? I'm good, we're lucky to be here today aren't we? It's day off the sailing. Oh. Otherwise we would be doing a very quick show. Well I'll tell you what, I've become addicted John. Yes. I've not just become addicted in watching every race. This is called the America's Cup. The so. America's Cup guys, if you aren't watching it, you are missing great sport. Now admittedly only... New Zealand and San really, Francisco. And, and, yeah, New Zealand and San Francisco seem to know about the race. But everyone in New Zealand's watching it, isn't it? It's going to be, if we win, it's going to be big parades again, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It'll be massive. And it's um, it's exciting sport. Very, very good. So first of all, early on, we were just dominating the dojo. Then the other day, there was a race where our boat looked like it was going to capsize. Mm. And these boats, when they capsize, they pretty much destroy and there's, they're gone. It's game over. Mm. Race they done. Were with, they were within 0.2 of a degree. They got to 45. 44.8 degrees. Yeah, if they got another 2.2 degrees, they would have tipped. You, you go on the internet and check it out. It's unbelievable. We're watching the race. I'm crapping my undies. And <laughs> Clara, you do your wash. Eh? Oh, well, yeah, so am I. And, uh, but luckily, somehow they, they kept it up, mm. lost that race. Then Oracle have come back. And Oracle are now strong and they've been beating us. We won an amazing. Did you watch the second race yesterday? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Socks, it's such good sport. John, I've become obsessed. I've got all the apps on my phone. you got the red socks. I haven't got red socks yet. I really want to wear red socks tomorrow, but I haven't got, got any. Yeah, neither. Maybe you could just say the red. Mm. Kids, get a vivid. Yep. With your white socks. Or paint your feet red. <laughs> Better idea. <laughs> I even, I've even watched the media conferences oh, on right. YouTube. Yeah. I'm so hooked on it. Let's go triathlon though. Oh, that's right. Where we don't dominate the dojo at the moment. Jeez, we're nothing. Oh, well, long course, we've got a bit of chance nowadays. Yeah. A little bit of chance. What's happening in short course? Actually, like, uh, I'm talking is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, I could do it with one of those when I'm watching the race to hype me up a little bit more. Athlinks.com. Those athletes on the boat could tell about their, their racing afterwards. There you go, Troy, you need to have a, a sailing section. Simon yeah. Lessing used to be a sailor in his young days. See, he started with sailing. Uh, extreme endurance. Those boys would need some le- le- to buffer, eh? Oh, yeah. Jeez, imagine how hard that workout is. It's pretty full on for those grinders. Yeah, man. It's 20 minute racing, it's pretty high. So, Rob Waddell, former Olympic gold medalist. Yep. Two-time world champion on rowing. More than that, wasn't it? Oh. Anyway, he, he was a legend. He, yeah. he was a legend. Um, he's on one of his boats, and he's an ex, and he was like, I'm the fittest I've ever been, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, pretty yeah. impressive. Trainingpeaks.com. And they can go and put all their results up on there as well. And SLS try. And then they could probably get some cool gear, although they have got cool gear, but yeah. probably not as cool as SLS. Yeah. Guys, in this week's show, well, we've got Hatman John. We're going to talk about the America's Cup for the first hour. Yeah. Um, no, we've got, we've got some news. We've got, it's a bit of a traditional show, to be honest. We've got an age grouper. Mm-hmm. We've got a website. We've got a discussion. Actually, I don't know if I've got a website. I meant to put one in there. Um, yes, you have. have yep, I? yep, yep. Yep, athletes gaining. Oh, yeah, 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 yep, yep. I have. Um, and then we have a discussion around last week's interview. Because we were rushing last week. We were rushing, weren't we? Mm. What we happened? were talking really fast. I had to get home. Belinda was going out. And for coffee, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real <laughs> important stuff. Uh, so don't you, you can let them, let them win, John. Mm. Um, questions and answers then. Iron Man finishes, which we haven't done in a long time, and John had a look, and apparently there's, there's a few. Yeah, so we're just going to start trudging through them in the next few weeks. So if you've little... put your result up there and you're wondering when we're doing it, we're, we've got so many, we're going to kind of release them over the next few weeks. First of all, John, um, Cox, good old Coxie. Do we call him Coxie? 
Because he's getting married this weekend. Russ. Russ Cole. Oh, Russ, because he's, he's a bit of a hippie now. Yeah, long hair. Yeah, long hair loud. You wouldn't like that, would you? Because you hated it when I had long hair. Oh, you just had a mullet. You didn't have long hair. <laughs> Russ has got a bit of style there going. You know, he's on his website. He's standing on the side of the pool. I think that's oh, probably yeah, Lanzarote. And he's look got at the, him. He's got the wind gusting through his hair. Got the aviator glasses No wonder he's on. married. Yeah. Some chick walked no, into that getting, pool. getting married this Well, week. no, but the chick walked into the pool and goes, oh, look at that hot guy yeah, with that. I'll have a piece of that. Yeah, <laughs> a piece of that. <laughs> so he's done a pretty good piece on his website, coachcox.co.uk. And it's basically some pre- pre- preliminary, has it? Pre- preliminary, <laughs> preliminary stats. Stats for Ironman World Championships 2013. We love Russ because he loves his stats and he's done a pretty good analysis of where it's all coming from. This, this is quite interesting because it really gives you the numbers for where all the athletes come from, the age group athletes. I think he's included pros as well um, that have qualified for Kona. And um, he, he's basically got the percentages of the field at Kona. So, for example, um, New Zealand has, uh, where are we? 2. We've got 2.84% of the field there. And then it's also got um, the number of Kiwi athletes that have done Ironman races around the world and their percentage there. So we actually punch above our weight a bit because we've only got 1.92% of the um, participants in all the Ironman races around the world, yet we've got 2.84% in racing in Kona. So we actually do quite well. So wait a second. So so that's what that means. I thought that meant opportunity to get slots. No. Oh, okay. No. So um, it's really interesting. What, what, what's so what, 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 what is really interesting, John, is that when you look at this and we always say, well, they're so American, you know, Americans get so many more opportunities. Well, Americans are doing a lot more racing, aren't they? They do, because there's basically Ironman races in America. And that, what staggers me is, so I, I did a quick count up. I may be one or two out here, but uh, it looked like there's around 31, 32 Ironmans around the world. 14 of those are in North America. Wow. Um, and, and they could probably pull another 14 and all sell out. Yep. Only eight in the entire of Europe. Really, <laughs> it's pretty mind blowing. When you know, and then in Australia, and New Zealand, we actually do pretty well. We've got five. You know, we've got New Zealand, and then um, you got all the ones in in Australia. So you got Melbourne, Cairns, Port Macquarie, and do Western got, Australia. Do, do so what's interesting is we are Aussies, the, the sixth, the eighth most you know ranked country mm. for qualifiers for Kona. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So America so, dominates seven hundred and fifty four. Yeah. So what that really shows is, I guess that. You'd expect there'd be a lot more iron distance races in Europe. I was like, eight? Goodness, that's not many. But you've got to think there's so many non-WTC races in Europe, whereas in the States, there's not so many um, so many non-WTC How races. How many non-WTC races in Europe are successful? Well, this We've is got a, a couple in the UK, the challenge races. That's quite, there's probably more than you think. So I think... This is this is a job for Torsten or us. Um, is to go out there and actually. We don't actually like doing the work. Is actually obviously don't go to every single iron distance race, but if you, maybe if you can include all the the big ones, you know the challenge ones um, and the races, maybe have like a, maybe, over 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 a thousand, over a thousand, maybe five hundred, a thousand, whatever. Yeah. Pick an arbitrary <laughs> number and then sort of see, see how many um, how many athletes there are in these these you know are actually doing Ironman because I give the Americans a hard time thinking you know they they really do get the lion's share of the field. But maybe there's a hell of a lot more athletes in America. I'm not quite sure. I would have thought that the entire of Europe would have stacked up. What do you think? Well, well. But when we think about the growth of the sport, <clears throat> when they put on a new race in North America, it sells out two minutes. You know, so, it, same in Europe. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Does it? When they've added new races mm. over the last few years, they've all sold out. Yeah, like um, Sweden. The, the, the extra one in Germany did it sell out? I don't know why the other one in Germany stopped. I'm not quite sure. Regensburg. 
Yeah, so, uh, you, you expect more races in in uh, in in Europe. So it's interesting. So to give, to give you a quick rundown of the numbers, um, so percentage of the field, uh, the, the Americans punch a little bit below their weight. They've got thirty five percent of the field in Kona versus they have thirty seven percent of the athletes in WTC races. Aussies, you're doing okay, eleven point three six in Kona versus nine percent of the field. Worldwide, Germans do very, very well. That's a pretty good stat. They have 9.82% of the field in Kona, and they only have 5% um, of athletes and in, in races around the world. Canadians, not bad, 68 versus 5%. And then UK, you guys are hopeless. You poms are bloody useless. You <laughs> That's the only reason you're doing so well is because you've got so many people doing it. <laughs> yeah, you've got 4.9% of the 4.19% of the field in Kona. You, you can't win got, the ITU World Champs. Yeah, but you've got 8.42, so you're very top heavy. You dominate the top, and then you, you, the rest of you are crap. Can't really say the poms are useless at triathlon, but no, can you? you cannot. No, no. Top end, very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And then it goes France, Switzerland, and New Zealand, Denmark, uh, Japan. Japan do pretty well. Would Two, you be surprised by Denmark? Um. Yeah, I would. Because I don't think of them as a traditional no triathlon country. Like I can't. Who's the greatest Dane? Uh, we've had Chorborn Sinbali is. Uh, yeah. they, they, they've had some good guys. Um, but uh, I'm pretty sure he was from Denmark. Yeah, but no, I'm not. It's a it's a funny one. Mm. I want. I wonder if it's really helped a lot by challenge, which changed to uh, WTC. And they would maybe got a lot of might have maybe got a lot of athletes came in that right because I'd imagine a lot of the athletes doing the challenge races are often local athletes. Maybe they don't travel so much, so they probably had quite a few slots there for for the for the challenge, which went to Ironman race. So I think maybe interesting to see that result again. South Africa year. Break, it goes above its weight. They're one point two percent of the field, and they get two point six percent of the slots. And that means they're crap. No, oh, it's the other way round. Is yeah, it? You South Africans are crap as well. <laughs> Slovenia, they're doing well. Spain, not so good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty harsh. And uh, then down the bottom there with one slot, you got Bahrain, Colombia, Ecuador, Iran, Israel, Luxembourg, Malta, New Caledonia. I wonder if they, 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 one of them when they do the kind of, you know, the, the parade of nations, they go, mm. oh, that's a bit boring. <laughs> with all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> or, um, the one from Samoa, he's going, oh man, yeah, very this good. used to be our island. So it's all done, dusted, everybody's getting ready for Kona now. We're in the Kona countdown. Kona countdown begins, guys, and we've got a little bit of news about that coming up in a second. Kona Gostion, Mary Beth Ellis has broken a collarbone. And she was my she was my pick because so she's out. I don't know if she's out. I, sh- I assume she's out, or she's probably going to be pretty average. I would have thought. Um, Collarbones are pretty. It's, it's a bugger of an injury, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think you, you can you can probably bike. You can obviously just bike through it, or you can uh, and you can probably muscle your way through the run. But I can't really yeah. see how you're going to swim there. So, and what? How many weeks? We have got four weeks, pretty much. If that. Yeah, that's you know the uh, 12th of October. Oh, so, yeah, probably is four yeah. weeks. You're probably right. Um, yeah, somebody, uh, Yancey asked me on, on a ride the other day, oh, who, who do you think is going to take out the race? And I sort of, on the guys, I can't see, you know, you've got your four, you've got Pete Jacobs, Crowey, Raylert, and um, uh, Freddie. You're going Freddie Van Leer. No, no, no. Who am I? Um, who have I Pete Jacobs. Oh, and, and Scott. Sebastian Keenley. Oh. Um, so those four, if one of them didn't win, I'd be I'd be pretty gobsmacked. But on the girls, very open. And I said, you know, person's probably probably been racing the best this year is probably Mary Beth Alice. So she's got to be within chance. You know, she got was the third last year. So, well, last year's race was amazing. That girls' mm. race was just 
awesome racing. It was better than the guys. Mm, so nobody's really um, putting the head out. Brett Sutton's talking up a big game with um, with Zena, and you'd expect her to do very, very well, but she hasn't quite hit the mark yet I there. wonder if Zena is a bit of a head thing now, you know, because... <clears throat> it's just like Raylu, isn't it? So those two are probably yeah, very, very similar. Zena's very much a confident athlete, isn't she? I love Zena because when you talk to her, she just kind of, she doesn't... If we go back to the America's Cup analogy, we've got two totally different personalities driving the boats. You've got a guy called Dean Barker, who's a New Zealand guy, and he's very humble, keeps everything, every emotion un- intact, and just, mm. you know, kind of a little bit boring in some ways. And then you've got Spittle, who's the Australian guy, and, and I actually like him. He's got a lot of personality, he says what he thinks, sometimes probably goes a little bit too far. But dropped us an F bomb yesterday. Yeah, dropped us an F bomb, you know, but it's all good fun. And, uh, and in some ways, when we think about. Um, Caroline, she's very much kind of says what she thinks and sometimes probably without considering or may rub it's people the wrong way. It could be a language thing as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, like she she was so dominant for you know a couple of years ago mm. and last year wasn't as successful a year for her. She had a good year but not as dominant. Um, and so she, I pre- think, you know, she really want to crack it this year. Mm. Yeah, she's certainly pretty strong. Mac is also out. He's sick. Uh, got some virus going on. So I don't think he would have really been a force. You know, if he'd had a great race, maybe a top five, but I can't, couldn't couldn't really see him winning. He's been he travels so much these days. So I, would, I didn't really think he's got a chance. You know, look, you know, Mac they're using Mac nowadays as a way to promote challenge. Mm. Do, do people turn up to a race to see Mac? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, like, would you go? Oh, I'm going to go do. Yeah, you probably wouldn't go. Oh, I'm going to go and do it because of that. But it's a really nice. That added value if you're there, yeah, if and you get there. to meet him. And Mac so. is really good at the, being there for the people. Mm, so mm. I think definitely a strong added value, but mm. whether or not they sign up because that gives a lot of media coverage. So I think Mac would be interesting in the race. It's unfortunate just because he, you know, he's a, you know, maybe he just plays the game in a good way, and he messes with people's minds. And and you know what, he probably has passed it now. I think it's, if it's, if he sorted out his swim and got the swim back, he'd be he'd be back in the mix again. But he's just playing catch up. Yeah. So. Anyway, he's out. So, and then um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, a love. The man that's coming into form. We know you right got a podcast time. now, Mecca. That was John. <laughs> uh, man that's coming into form at the right time. Who and has over as, the last few years? As we, as we, as I predicted a little while ago, I said he'll be right. He's racing like crap all the way through the year, but he'll be right. Pete Jacobs uh, had a very, very impressive seventy point three race at the weekend. Tell me about it. Uh, there was only there was only Clayton Fatel there. I mean, the rest of the field wasn't anything to get too excited about. But Clayton Fatel is one of the premier sort of swim bikers um, you know, anywhere, and, and usually hammers it. And Pete wrote sw- swam. I think he outswam him. And uh, which and, is no surprise, is it? Well, no, Clayton Fatel's a pretty fast swimmer. Um, so you know, he's he obviously in good swim shape. And then he biked with him as well. So he's obviously in good shape. And then he came home with like a one thirteen wow. um, half in pretty hot conditions. So it is uh, it is game on. And I think he's certainly now gone from <coughs> uh, from me beating him in the Kona seventy point three to being prime. I actually think that, that was the carrot John. You passed him, oh, yeah. and he was like, "I better sharpen up." Yeah. And even you said, "Even uses <laughs> <laughs> so that should be good times. Just, just one other piece of news. I've kind of added some stuff here. Camilla Pearson, Pearson is it probably? Yep. Had a crash and she's in a coma. I think she's getting better though, isn't she? Is she? Well, I don't know. Like, as far as I know, she was, it was not good, but she's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like serious crash. She's won Ironman Germany, isn't she? Uh, I think so, yep. Yeah. yeah. Pretty great athlete. And uh, just our thoughts go out to you, you know, like hopefully you're Camilla, hopefully you're. Um, Getting better fast, and you know it's not a good thing. And because Mary Beth Ellis was a bike crash as well. Mm. Be there safe out there, guys. Be safe out there. Theme. I'll go into my theme later on. Okay, have you, have you got a new section. 
Yeah. John's theme. John's theme. Okay, we had some races over the weekend. We had Almere, Happening Challenge Almere. And John, what happened there? So first year that it's been raced as a challenge race. It's the 31st edition of this race. So it's in Holland, a very long-standing race, obviously, a pretty fast course. And we had uh, Bart Colpard from Belgium take it out in 8.34. Came nice. home with a 257 marathon and on the bike he was after the bike he was at, the bike was 446 and the swim was 46 pretty fast swim time nice work george pritch Mitch from germany uh, was second and eric simon Sturk from holland was in third so 834 843 and 845 on the girls side of the keegan williams down there and he was. Dylan's uh, struggled a bit of late. He's uh, had some bike crashes and injuries and what have you. So, um, yeah, if he, if he had, again, showed the form that he had early in the year, you know, there's no reason why he wouldn't have been in the mix in this one. Mm. Uh, and then on the girls' side of things, the Diamonds, we've got Susan Blatt from Germany, took it out in 9.24. And then in second place was, I think, Irene Kinningham. Also from Holland in 9.47, and that's about all I can scan through there. So uh, nice work, everybody did challenge Almere. We were saying the horseman, did they get the results I did that? find the horseman after all that, so we talked about that last week, and it was a... You are a horse! Was, yeah, it was the first time it's been <laughs> running, it was over the, was it Dartmoor? I think it was over Dartmoor National Park in the UK. And the reason it was called the Horseman is because they have wild horses all the way through there. And it was also marketed as a very challenging race where you're not going to be setting a PB. And I don't think many of these people did based off the times. So first place went to Andy Norris. He swam 115. He now, is that a reflection of the field or is it like why well, would you swim that slow? The fastest time I can see down there is a 104. So I've got to think that... Um, that's pretty slow, you know. Even even yeah, that seems pretty slow. But what was the finish times? Finish time twelve oh four. So we're thinking maybe it's the field wasn't that strong. I think it's field and the course. Yeah. Uh, so his his bike time was uh, the finish of the bike was seven forty four. So that means it took him uh, six thirty three to do the bike, and then the run course was uh, th- three hours forty five. So that is a tough day at the office. Yeah. It's um, yeah, they had forty-seven finishes out of about sort of sixty uh, odd. Tough day. So Andy Norris took it out. Giles Chalk took out second, only six minutes back, and then another seven minutes back was Barry McKenna in twelve seventeen. Let's just see if I can find the first uh, female there. First female, Jenny Rice, fifteen oh nine. Second, Natalie Taylor. Fifteen twenty-five and third, Charlotte Tubbs fifteen twenty-nine. Okay, then we're coming up this weekend. We've got Ironman Lake Tahoe, Tahoe in uh, California, and it's the first year it's run, isn't it? It is. Mm. I am going to be interested to see how this goes. Tell me about it, John. Because these guys are racing at a pretty high altitude. Yeah, it is massive, isn't it? So it's around about two thousand meters, I think, or, or six thousand feet. Lots of pros. So it's um. It's actually not a not a bad little pro field, given the time of the year. Joe Gambles, who recently, what was he? I think he was third at um, 
third at 70.3 world champs. Uh, he's in there along with Matthew Russell. Uh, you've got Chris McDonald who's coming off uh, coming off a win. Michael Golner's in there. So it's not a bad little field. Mark Twisick. Yeah, so, and he um, he won a race recently as well. So, Guy Crawford. Guy Crawford. $75,000 race. So they're obviously, you know, you know, they're probably assuming, and rightly so, that you know, you're not going to have any of the Kona big hitters. So a reasonable chance of a payday. And I guess some of these guys are also um, thinking about, you know, easy place to get some some early points for, for Kona next year if that's on their agenda. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. The course itself um, doesn't look to be crazy hard in terms of the elevation gains but what is going to be interesting is how everybody handles how ha- handles the altitude if you're coming down from boulder um then no big deal if you live at altitude there but if you're coming from sea level i think man i've been at 2000 meters and it is biking no problem swimming probably not too much of an issue as long as you don't go too anaerobic but the run it's going to be hard work man really so hard what do you work. think the time Cost will be, it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know. So they'll actually be really quick on the bike because um, <coughs> you've got, you know, the yeah, air is a lot yeah, less yeah. So you, you, the ride times will be, will be fine, even if, it is a, um, even if it is a relatively tough course. But uh, the run, will just beat you down. Good. So I think so we've got uh, Kat Morrison, we've got um, Kate Belavacqua. Kat, Kat should uh, should crush it. She's coming off. Uh, she had a good race at a seventy point three recently. So yep. I guess for her, again, good chance to get some money. But you know, she's got to start accruing the points again for Kona because she's going to be on the back foot. All those girls that go to Kona, you know, get pretty good points, and uh, and she'll need to start accruing for for next year. But she should um, she should crush them. Okay, Jonbo. So if we look down my little list of things I've got to read it here, we've got another couple of races on. We've got the Red Man, we've got the Grand Colombian, we've got the Hits Hunter Mountain, and then we've got the Brutal. The Brutal. The Brutal. No, okay, John. ITU update. John, I did watch the I watched the five minute package. I oh, did you? That was probably pretty good actually on the guy side of things. Well, I did like the fact that old Brownlee was pointing at guys getting angry at them. I didn't on the see bike, it, I was fast forwarding the bike. Oh, there's one, but it's he, Brownlee goes to the back of the pack. Which which Brownlee are we talking here? The Alistair. Alistair. Oh yeah, because yeah. he obviously knew he wasn't going to be a, a contender yeah. because <clears throat> he was injured and, and he basically yeah kind of cruised the run. But he's, he's got him and he's gone to the back of the pack and he's pointing at guys saying, get the, you know get, like he's angry at them like, get to the front and do your work and like <laughs> like seriously it was aggression it was great. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't think it's great. I think he, you know what. It's a race, you know. If you want to sit at the back, and you can sit at the back, fair totally, enough. Totally, you know, like especially if you know you got someone like Brownlee in front of you who can run like a legend. It's very disruptive, though. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can understand. Um, they yeah. got away. There's a pack away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw that, but it's very disruptive to the pack. If, if these, if you've got you know six or seven guys that are, you know try and lap it out and really get into it, and then you have some monkey who just gets, sort of gets in the way and disrupts their rhythm, that would get very frustrating. If they're going to sit at the back, stay off the back, stay the hell out of the way, and let these guys smoke it. Um, yeah, I can under, I can understand his frustration. Uh, it was um, I think. It Did was, you watch the race? I, I watched. Um, so you fast forwarded because it sucks. Fa- yeah, basically, I knew it was going to be. Uh, I was I was watching bits and pieces of the bike. But what's what's cool now with the brownies and, and that there is that they're making it at least interesting on the bike. You know, a year, a year or two ago that would have been a fifty person coming off the bike all together. But now we have brownies and Gomez and, and a few others being really aggressive at the start of the bike. It's really good to see it breaking up. And uh, and you know, you, you had several bunches out there, and the same sort of thing happened in the in the girls' race as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, but it was always going to be you know um, brownies versus Gomez, and I didn't know about Alistair Brownlee's injury. So that's how it turned out. And um, yeah, sprint finish was pretty pretty exciting. It was some, Solid stuff. Still. Wait a second, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the where he points at them. So watch here. Oh yeah, here he is. So here's here. Look at him. Get him. Get forward. Look, watch. And he points his finger at him. 
Come on, you schmucks. Get in there. Come on, you. Oh, you. Do your work. Oh, Tony Dodds gets the pointing. Look, I see. Points the finger there. See that? <laughs> oh, he's, he's, not, he's not been around the bush. Oh, I tell you what, that weather in London looked bloody <clears throat> atrocious. Everybody watching had their hats on and gloves. And what uh, would you do in that situation? Apparently, if you're in the back of the back, apparently comes up and starts getting angry at you. Uh, if it was part of my strategy, just sit in. I'd just ignore it. I was wave and smile. Yeah, hello. Smile. Have fun out there. You're going to kick me by about three minutes on the run. So yeah, just I'm taking you down today because you're injured. Yeah. So it was. Um, so the sprint was pretty exciting, wasn't it? It was very exciting. So this is uh, Alistair Brown, uh, Jonathan Brownlee versus Gomez, and Jonathan Brownlee doesn't have the same aura about him than Alistair does. He's 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 probably as good an athlete, but he just doesn't. Well, have he's that. not as good. At, well, that, no, he's not. He, I think he's a good athlete, but he's not as good as brother. I know, but I think that a lot of that is is mental. Um, yeah, but that's still an athlete. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but it was good because it was what was really great about it was the world championship was between these two mm. for the year. You know, the yeah. points race, and it was also good because you, you know it was nice that the guy who won it, you, could, you know, because we don't have one race nowadays. Mm. And so it really came down to the sprint between the two guys who were going to win the world championship, mm. and they were shoulder to shoulder for a couple hundred meters to mm-hmm. go. And what happened? And uh, there was all sorts of surging. Um, Gomez went, Brownie covered it, and then Brownie went to the front, and Gomez just came around him um, towards the end. So it was. Brownie went too early? Nah, it's all mental at that stage. I, I don't think so. They were both going. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think Gomez. That's the second time Gomez has done that to him, or maybe even the third. So I, I had my money what on Gomez. What does it mean? How much does Gomez get? It was quite a lot. Yeah, it's. Um, I'd have to pull up the numbers, but the series pool is is quite a lot. Like Andrea Hewitt, who dropped from maybe third to she ended up being fifth. That'll be you know twenty, probably I'm guessing twenty grand or so, twenty thirty mm-hmm. grand. So, but the series prize money in that is really good. It goes thirty deep, so it encourages guys to do the series and be focused on getting good points throughout the series. Uh, last race is double points as well. So that oh, was good racing. I just want them to go to super sprint though. That's what I want to see. Well, I think everyone does. Mm. Like, really. Super sprint, half hour races, maybe heats and finals or two races. and just There needs to be innovation. Yeah. You know, but we've been saying this for ages. What happened on a girls' race? Girls' race was a bit of a yawn, really. <laughs> um, uh, non Stanford just crushed it. Uh, uh, some of the, somebody in, in Great Britain, tell me where the hell the name Non comes from. It's very Non? N O N? That is her name, Non. Non? Are we Irish or something like that? Yeah, she's Welsh. Because we've got, oh, we got, we got a coach called Anya. Mm. How do you think that's spelled? Oh, that's, if that's if that's Irish, I've got no idea. Like Z Z K. No, no, it's A N A I N E. Right, Anya. Yeah, Irish got some weird spellings, man. Yeah. We've got a runner, and we've got her name's written down because we take photos of our runners and we have their names, so our coaches can learn names. Mm. And uh, and and it's Irish, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Apple probably didn't help you out too much with that one either. No, not at all. So non standard crushed it. She got a fifteen second penalty, and she still she served that on the run and still gassed them. Um, I will say, is she new? Uh, she was under twenty three world champ last year, so big step up. But she was she was on another planet, man. She was just crushing them. So has she been, has she been crushing? So has she won the series? Yeah. Oh, so she's just the yep. new name, is she? Yeah. So another another pom, just crushing it. And gotta comment, some of these. I'm going to be get, get called a sexist here, but some of the bike handling skills is just abysmal. Well, that's not um, sexist. In the girls, no, but, 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 but yeah. It's, it's so, so um, if you were to say girls can't ride bikes, that's sexist. It's it's, it's well, just I don't know. Maybe there's 
obviously the girls probably just don't ride their bikes as much as boys when they're, they're growing up, so they don't have those skills, probably don't go out BMXing and off-roading and stuff. But, you know, you look at your, your best in the worlds at the moment. You've got on the girls' side of things at 70.3, you've got Melissa Holsteich, who seems to crash at um, most races that she does. <laughs> uh, she's, she's crashed at Auckland 70.3 this year. She crashed at uh, Vegas 70.3. And it's just she's new to biking. She's just... She hasn't been doing it for that long, I guess. And then on the girls' side of things, it just does my head. And there's an Australian athlete, Emma Jackson, who's one of the strongest riders in the sport um, because when they had the Kitspiel uphill race, she was axing it. She got um, second or third there, just so she's really strong. She sits off the back, the entire bike ride off the back of the front pack, like 10 metres off the back, just yo-yoing all the time. She's strong enough to be there, but she just doesn't have the confidence to ride in the group. Wow. I'm just sitting there just shaking my head. Oh, disgust, John. Disgust. And then Gwen Jorgensen, who would have uh, probably waltzed away with this race, or it may have been quite, a, it would have been a really good run, perhaps with non-Stanford, by far the best runner in the sport at the moment. And uh, and she crashed out as well. John, do we, the, the, we've got a big problem. I know we've talked about this a lot recently, but the thing is, all triathlons boring to watch. Um, at this moment. Like in the nineties, yeah, or the the Uncle Toby's, whatever it was, or the tri- mm. you know the, the Australian stuff, and you 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 always talk about how exciting the different formats they had. Live triathlon, I would say is, um, but highlights packages are, I think, are pretty good. But live triathlon, really, but even Kona, we look at Kona, they don't really show the race. Yeah, that's that's pretty poor. Um, and I know we'll watch. I'll sit down and watch Kona this year, and I'll give it, you know on the internet, and I'll mm. kind of make a day of it. And um, and I, you know, but we're we're so ingrained in the sport. I watch, you know, whenever I'm on the trainer, I watch, you know, Ironman races and stuff. And and in general, outside of Kona, they're quite good when they do like a 45 minute package and stuff. You're a passionate person about triathlon. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I agree. Watching watching the stuff live is pretty bloody boring. America's Cup would be pretty bloody boring if that was an hour and a half race. So it's so exciting right now. So I think we should change the show. It's (laughs) America's Cup talk. Yeah, it's just a duration. And and I think if we get short, sharp racing. I think it's going to be pretty wicked. You know, half half hour racing like the America's Cup. Well, the talk Boom. a while ago was, and you were, you were quietly confident that the Olympics they were going to see a sprint. Well, mm. it needs to happen soon. They, can, they they have been known to change things pretty quickly. And uh, what are we now? We're twenty thirteen. So we've got twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, and twenty sixteen. I reckon by the we'd time we need to know to... by next year, wouldn't we? No, oh. they can just click their fingers and do oh, whatever it's they like want. Magic, yeah, John. Uh, it's got to come. And I bet, uh, oh, go, no, sorry. I'm going on about this, but I bet IOC and things like that would be all into this, and they drive a lot. They want it's got to be made for TV, yeah, yeah, and sponsorship, um, yeah. It's all about money, John. It is. Did I tell you about the book I've been reading? No, you do every week. The sports Gene. Oh, okay, you've got to read it. It's Can't brilliant. It. Okay, I finished it actually, but yeah. I can't give it to you because it's an audio book. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Know, you don't do audio books. Yeah, no. They shouldn't be called audio books. It should be called. What's well, a book else. on audio? Yeah. What else would you call it? Oh, so. You should read the book. Let your eyes do the working. No, because how often do you read, John? Every night. And how, how long do you read for? Two hours. <laughs> you full of crap. <laughs> I've actually got into the habit of getting up. I wake up at, I'm, I've been getting up at quarter to five now, and I read for half an hour in the morning. So I actually read as well. Very good. Yeah. Good. Good. I always develop my mind. That's nice. right. how I roll, John. Sponsor. Uh, we're going to put the interview with Sandy on now. We've got a Sandy from Extreme Endurance. Sandy from Extreme Endurance. Here we go. Here he is. Righty-ho, um, today we have the man with the... Uh, the the most, man with the cool accent. The sensational voice, um, yeah. Sandy from Extreme Endurance. Welcome back to the show, Sandy. 
Oh, thanks for having me back, guys. Hey, Sandy, um, one of the products uh, you, you've got uh, and was fairly new on the market is uh, Extreme Hydro X, and it's um, it's not something that I've tried yet. So, um, because we're not, I'm not sort of in the racing season over here, but I'm, we're really keen to find out a bit more about it. So, um, so f- fill us in. Yeah, we released it uh, the end of uh, July at the uh, CrossFit World Championship Games. And it's a pretty amazing product, not because we made it, but we just uh, had so much research behind the product, and <clears throat> the results have been all that we expected and, and more in many cases. Um, so we've talked about lactate and lactic acid in the past, but lactate as a fuel source is, is amazing. Um, George Brooks, who is a Ph.D. at the University of California, Berkeley, wrote an article in Journal of Applied Physiology talking about how the body uses the lactate as fuel. And so we put a gram and a half of lactate in Hydro-X. And uh, what Dr. Brooks talks about is that in an athlete subject, and then someone who's an athlete, he will basically use lactate 90% more readily than uh, glycogen or glucose, excuse me. So... This is a kind of mainlining fuel, if you will, natural fuel into the human body. So we took Hydro-X, we added a gram and a half of lactate, and then we gave you all of your top <clears throat> electrolytes that uh, an athlete needs. But we also added a new patented ingredient that increases the absorption of water. So you actually uh, hydrate the cells faster. And we did it in a very light lemon citrus taste because as uh, we've heard from the triathlete fans the longer you train the more sensitive you become to taste and so we did a very light uh, uh, lemon flavor test uh, citrus flavor and it's just been working out really well Uh, people use it uh, before they train and during their training and it's a it's a pretty incredible product and the results we've had thus far have been uh, all very very positive. So, so how similar is this to extreme endurance? Because for me and a, a number of athletes out there, I actually want to be taking extreme <coughs> endurance during the event, but I'm no good with taking um, pills when I'm racing. Uh, I just gag on, on any, any sort of pills. So has this got similar stuff to extreme endurance in it, or is it quite different? No, it really should be used uh, uh, together with extreme endurance. Extreme endurance, is, as we've talked in the past, the longer you use extreme endurance – yeah, I mean, if you use it year-round and you're training year-round, you're just going to have greater benefits because you're going to recover so much faster. So, therefore, your training is going to be better and better and better. And over a longer period of time, you're not only going to increase in your strength and your endurance, but you're going to increase your VO2 max. Yeah. Hydro-X is strictly a, uh electrolyte uh, hydration drink with a energy source in it that is a natural energy source which your body uses we call it mainlining fuel. You're just going to mainline that lactate as fuel source. So it's pretty remarkable. So you use it together. Uh, Hydro-X is something you would definitely use during competition before and after. Uh, and, and training-wise, especially when it gets hot down there, you guys, you know, you're going to be just sweating a ton, and you just want to be doing this. It's going to help prevent cramping uh, and, and those other issues when you get dehydrated. It's a, it's a great hydration drink. Cool, and one other thing you've done as well recently, you did a little uh, a little test on extreme endurance with some of your CrossFit athletes, so maybe uh, tell us a bit about that. <clears throat> yeah, Jurgen Sessner, who did the original study on uh, extreme endurance, or ex- yeah, extreme endurance and 
in Germany, well, we're probably four years ago, five years ago now, was over last week, and we did a, a test uh, with uh, 11 CrossFit athletes. They did a workout called Fran. And the different age groups, we had the oldest person in there was 66. I think the youngest was probably 20. So we had a wide range of age, uh, age group. And Fran is a real quick, uh, high-intensity, very high lactic acid level uh, exercise. And so the, the times range from probably two and a half minutes to I think the longest workout a girl did was around 10 minutes. And so we did their lactic base level test before they worked out. And as soon as they completed the workout, which was all timed, we tested them again to see what their lactic uh, acid level was. And then 10 minutes later, they got tested so we could check on the recovery side of it. And the results, uh, and we did that, that baseline test, and a week later, we did the same test. So this is only one week on extreme endurance. And the results were very dramatic. Uh, we will have those on our uh, internet site, on our Facebook page, probably in the next week or two. Jurgen is currently up in uh, Tahoe, getting ready for the Tahoe Ironman up there. He's got athletes that he's training, and he's finishing up the results of the test. But the preliminary results were pretty staggering. So it was uh, it was pretty interesting because a lot of uh, Ironman athletes, your triathletes, uh, do CrossFit in the off season. So we thought it would be a, kind of a nice study to show just how uh, dramatic extreme endurance can be in, in buffering lactic acid and in increasing recovery. So it's pretty nice. Awesome, Sandy. Well, good to have you on the show as always. Um, if you guys want to check it out, xendurance.com. Remember, use the code IAMTALK5, and uh, it's all good stuff. So thanks again, Sandy. You bet. You guys have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, mate. Okay, so uh, John, that was Sandy from Extreme Endurance. If you want to go there, dub dub dub. Extreme Endurance, X Endurance, Extreme Endurance, isn't it? Xendurance.com. I'm trying to get onto our Facebook page. Hey guys, just one thing. Um, the voucher does work. Some people have emailed us recently. Promo so code. Promo code does work. Um, if it doesn't, email them because we don't really have the answer to that. If there is a problem with it, it should work. But if there is any problems, just email them. They'll sort you out. They're really great. Same with all the sponsors. Don't email us. <laughs> email them. <laughs> should have heard what John just said. He was he got a little bit fired up. <laughs> so just, just saying. Go straight to them, not us. Jumbo. What are we doing here? Discussion of the week. So last week we were talking about no, – let me, let me talk about this here. Okay, so what was the discussion we talked about last week, John? You know you are oh, a triathlete yeah. when. So the guys from youknowyouare.com, they basically said we were doing a new book and we want to um, get it out there and we want to come up with some ideas for triathlon and we thought, well, let's get the I Am Talk community involved and see what you guys can come up with and let's have a bit of fun around this one, John. So I'm putting it up right now. So how about you start off? John Ellis got a good one. You know your triathlete when 10 hours of exercise in one week is classified as a recovery week. Do you know what, John? Yeah. That is so true because yeah. I've given up triathlon and, uh, and you know, five years ago now, it's been a long time since I've done triathlon. Mm -hmm. And I still find myself, you know, you know, people, I always, you know, oh, I'm still fit, you know. I still do 10 hours feeling like I'm letting them down. Yeah. <laughs> to Joe Public, there's like, oh, my God, it's a lot of exercise. Yeah. Um, Matthew Johns, touching men's feet while dressing, while dressed in a rubber suit isn't, <laughs> isn't classified as a fetish. Yep. Xavier Caddy, uh, 7 a.m. is a sleeping. Nice. Um, Killing, I mean, Graham McCullum. You're divorced. <laughs> I wanted. To, I was going to try to find that one. That was a classic. <laughs> Which is, it was kind of true. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sullivan, you consider a race under two hours to be a sprint. Um, James Botel has got GI issues and nothing to do with your brother in the military. 
Nice. Uh, David Hale, you consider swimming in board shorts as resistance training. Nice. Um, Roy Ezel is, you get excited about learning to pee on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> don't know if you get excited about it, but... Uh, Joe Coombe, you see living 15k from, from the velodrome as a positive. That's an extra 30 kilometres per session. Nice. Good old Joe Coombe's got another one here. She's got the bike on your roof racks are worth more than your car. You've seen a bit of that, haven't you? No, this is good one. Dennis Charles, 9pm is, is a late night and 5am is a lion. Nice. Good old David Hale, you consider swimming. Oh, no, no I'll say, I'm going to go Catalin Scott. Uh, your first and last thought every day is about training. Rebecca Spears, it seems perfectly reasonable to wear compression tights in bed. Okay, um, James Botel's got another one. You progress from peeing to pooing on your bike while yeah, back yeah. up. <laughs> and then the guys from You Know You Are Books have got, probably not going to use this one, James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll do one more. Oh, we've got heaps we could do this all day. We could. Uh, da- uh, Daniel Frost, when invited to a friend's batch for the weekend, your first thought is, sweet, I can practice my sea swimming. Luke Miller is, your boss is looking at getting his first bike and your response is about, the nice cream he'll get to rub in his bike on his ass crack. Strangely, you've not spoken about bikes since. And the last one I've got is uh, you have more free T-shirts um, than ones you've paid for. And Lara... Actually, there was one other one I wanted Bello to do. Jones, you don't get lost walking, you're just running extra miles. I'm going to find the one that I wanted to read, Bevan. So tell us tell us something we Charles Green, uh, you've answered this question before. That's a good one. Uh, da- uh, Damien Smith, you spend $10,000 on a TT bike because it's 28 seconds faster over a distance of 200 kilometres, then strap four bottles, <laughs> a bento box, flat kit, some salt, ch- some salt tabs and whatever other crap you think um, you need, then look confused when people ride past you. <laughs> That's a very good one. Or you carry, you know, you spend that same on and then you carry 15 kg too much weight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, John, what, what do you reckon? You know you're a triathlete when I haven't put any thought into this one. Oh, I thought the book one was for your divorce. I think that takes uh, takes a cake for me. You know you are a triathlete when? What would be one that I would think of? Um, yeah, but, okay, this is a disgusting one, which which I used to do, and admittedly people might frown upon me. Yeah. You know you're a triathlete, triathlete when? You consider a swimmer bath. Right. You done yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You go, it's yeah. chlorine, you're clean? Yeah, yeah I'm nice and clean So right do you now. need a shower today? I'll go have a second session, so I would, but yeah, that would be classified as saving a bit of energy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I used to, you know, you do a lot of five hours exercise, but then you go for a swim. Easy. It's more chlorine than what, the, you know, chlorine's going to clean you more than soap. Exactly. That was my philosophy. So yeah. there you go. There you go. This week's discussion has been sent through from Dave Haywood, and he's got, hey guys, still loving the podcast, wanted to submit a potential topic of the week. Our sport requires a certain amount of selfishness as we bring spend long hours dedicated to preparation for the next event on our calendar. But I think our hearts, we are good people and we don't intend to be selfish. It's just a necessary evil. My mother passed away this week. Oh, sorry to hear. That's pretty horrible. After a nine-year battle with ovarian cancer, I would like to uh, decrease the amount of selfishness in my own training by dedicating my next race to her, including fundraising through my training and racing for an organization that fights this horrible disease. My father is suffering from ALS, and I would like to do this race in the future to fight what horrible disease, this is a horrible disease as well. I'm aware, well aware of organizations like the Blazeman Foundation and Team in Training that help raise money for people and train at the same time. I would like to see a discussion regarding fundraising through training and racing what are some of the best charities to work with 
Are there some that should be avoided? How can we find out how much of the donation goes to the cause and how much goes to the administration of the charity? What are some tips for effective fundraising? So I suppose the big question is, you know, which ones have you guys found good? Which ones maybe mm, didn't really deliver? And which ways have you fundraised that have been really effective in bringing Mm. money in for those charities? So fundraising ideas and and different causes um, is a topic. Nice work. That's a really good one, actually, isn't it? Have you ever fundraised? Like uh, alongside an event? Not really. This year I've um, I've actually added on to the Triathlon Festival. I'm organising the option of donating to the um, Nurse Maud. Oh, so nice. um, so people enter and they can do a dollar donation to, towards that and, or, or more than that. And then um, the event will match every donation. Oh, nice. So what if someone like says 20,000? Yeah. <laughs> you should. I think I've put an upper limit on it. <laughs> okay, $2. Yeah, $2. <laughs> I know. I think actually, no. What I said is, I'll do a dollar for every donation that's made. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, that's not quite so matching. I did, I did think that through. Imagine <laughs> that. I'm going to match it. It's on fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that went wrong. Okay, then let's put some music on. Each group of the week. week. I mean, the fix is there. I brought it up yeah. and I pulled it down. Nice. See, I was just being a, comp- a composer. That's what I was doing. Ollie Jennings sent through this one. Oh, Sausage Man. Sausage Man? This is the sausage in the hands man now. He does a bit of massage as well. What? So he's not doing sausage anymore? I'm not sure. I think he's still doing sausages, but does a bit of massage on the side. He trained himself up, did he? Mm. How did you know that? I know everything, Bevan. Well, that's not. <laughs> So <laughs> me to ask. Yeah. I would like to nominate my mate Lee Thomas for age group of the week. Lee has just finished Challenge Vici in nine twenty six, a PB by twenty three minutes. He smoked it. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. This put him in twenty eighth overall and fifteenth fastest bike split of the day last year at Challenge Vici. His forks snapped at the thirty k into the bike, so he had a DNF. Man, how do you snap your forks? Had a bump. great difficulty. Yeah. Imagine, imagine your forks are snapping on you. Yeah. Oh, the carnage. This year, after a disappointing result in an Ironman race, in Ironman Nest, sorry, he had an extra pressure to have a better race. Lee gives a lot back to the sport running Tritopia, a triathlon training camp based in Breen National France Park in France, excuse me, <clears throat> coaching triathletes who come and stay on one of their training holidays and having a young family. Despite being on for a PB, he still had time to ask how his friends were getting on mid-race um, to run down the finishing suit with two of his kids. I think he's a really deserving age group of the week. So if you pull up his website, Tritopia, he runs camps, John. Yes, he does. Uh, so what's cool about Tritopia is that um, it's a really awesome sort of family venue. So you can go along there and they've got like a little free freehold sort of farm area so the kids can go out there. He's built his own pool, 25 metre pool. So, what, so he's, he's basically, oh wow. He's, he's hand built this place. Um, oh, by himself? Him and his dad basically built it all up. And uh, really? he's got a 25 metre pool. I can't remember, he's, he's got a gym. He's got everything you're going to need there. He goes the out pool. He yeah. did it himself? Yeah. Mate, some people are awesome. I mean, you and I, you think you know it all, but really, could you build a pool? No. Yeah. <laughs> there's one thing having a, a you know, um, swimming facilities close by but when you go somewhere 25 metre pool on site kids I mean it's obviously great training but the kids you've got this farm area um, they, they look spa, after the jacuzzi. kids yeah so it's um, it's funky it's pretty the close gym. to Limoges uh, pretty easy to fly into there from the UK so check out try for one week no limits maximum satisfaction $650 there you go 
Was that euros or pounds? Oh, no pounds, but still. Yeah. 750 euro. Yeah. So awesome family location, really nice training, got a swimming pool on site, taking care of the kids doesn't seem to be too much of an issue. So just a good spot where you can uh, so slam, in, slam in some good training and uh, and the family family can look after, get looked after as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And guy's a bit of legend. Good old Lee Thomas. Yeah. So PB, 926, massive PB, um, coming off a- Is this one I've got the photo of? Yes. He looks sharp as well, doesn't he? Yeah. He's the one with the kids running down yeah. the- Yeah. Uh. And one of the big differences for Lee, because he's, he's battled through a number of um, uh, poor races, but he basically, one thing that clicked me, he got, got the shits about um, about heart issues after all our interviews. Well, he gave you a hard time. Yeah, because um, he, had, he had a number of races and, he, and he's, he's had these issues in the races, but he figured out it was um, actually asthma and he was, he was worried he had a really bad ticker. Oh. Took some medication for this race and he just fell on fire, just smoked it. Level. So Lee, Lee, you are our... Lee Thomas from Tri-Topia, you are our age group of the week. week. And just one thing, guys, if you are going to send through age groupers of the week, it's a cool idea if you want to give us a photo as well. So then when we do the age grouper, I'll chuck it on the website. So just if you are doing sending through an age grouper, feel free to send us through a photo um, and we'll put it on the website when we kind of put them their info on the website that week. So mm. there we go. Sponsor John. We've got Ethlinks.com. Ethlinks.com. Tell us about it, John. Well, I'm just going through Has the new website happened? The new website has not oh. happened yet. No. Every morning I wake up and that's my first question. Is it really? Is Athlinks ready? I'm quite looking forward to it too. Uh, I was just going on to my rivals, sort of seeing what's going on in my rivals. I obviously haven't been racing too much lately, but... Uh, who's the only rival who's ever beaten you every time? Mm, or have you done it that you can't really have anyone? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, haven't configured it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've configured it that uh, you're, you're my pro-men rival, you're my only pro-man rival, and I've got a... Uh, a two, I'm never going to beat you ever again. A 2 win zero loss. Uh, but I've beat you once. Where's, where's the Ashburn and Half? I don't know. Oh, didn't, didn't, didn't turn up. I don't think I'll ever beat Actually, you. Actually, we, we probably weren't racing. The reason why it probably doesn't come up there is we weren't didn't have a pro category. And so I'd have to have to have a look through and, and figure. I don't actually want to spend time looking through no, and figuring that one out. You missed that one. But um, I'm, I'm sure this is an area they're going to be updating. But it's really cool how you can configure your rivals. You just go on, click on your rivals tab, and then you can go through and, uh, and just find who you want to, whether it be in your country, whether it be in just in your region, what age group, and you can decide if you have to have raced against that person three times or more than three times. And uh, it's a good thing to do in a club situation. Oh, it's very good. And you know, uh, when your local community, you've got like you know, ten, fifteen people mm. who you know you probably have similar ability. You know, and it's just that little motivator, isn't it? For for clubs, the best thing you can do here is, is get yourself signed up as, as obviously a club on the site, and then we had someone complaining the other day in our club that we it was off at the World Duathlon Champs and somebody did really well, but it's like we've got no people helping out with the club hardly as it is. How are we supposed to know that the hell that somebody's doing the World Long Course Duathlons in Switzerland without anybody telling us? And they did really well. But what you can do with this? Who was it? Let's give him some love now. No, 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 no. Who did well? No, no don't go there. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't want to scratch that, that sore. Yeah. Uh, and so, what the cool thing with this is, if you get people in your club signed up, you don't have to do any extra work. You go right. New Zealand Triathlon champs. Let's put all the club members. As long as they're signed up on Athlinks in there, you yep. just go boom. All the club members listed. Bit like our I am Talk race team. Let's talk about that next week, um, and we can see who's who's doing the best at the different races. But really easy way to filter through and get um, <laughs> your athletes out of different races without actually having to scan through. So, so I suppose if you're like the leader of your club, or if you're in your club, you you know you send through the link to athletics.com to all your members and say, look, sign up for this, mm. and, and you know as a group we can get our own little team happening. And Bob's your uncle. Exactly. Yeah. Bob's your uncle is a funny saying, isn't it? Where'd that come from? Google it. Okay. Bob's your uncle. Because it means, what does it mean? Kind of means, sure thing. Yeah. 
It's got like it's fair suck of the save. Fair suck of the save. <laughs> fair suck of that save. <laughs> Last week's discussion. Last week we had an interview with uh, Bevan and who? Joe. Joe, Bevan and Joe. And uh, we talked about um, metabolic training or metabolic efficiency. And The, the LCHF, as, as Bevan used to say, the LCHF, low-carb, high-fat. Low-carb, high-fat. LCHF. And you want to give some thoughts on it. You sent me an interview from Knox to listen to and I haven't done it yet. Knox? Who's Knox? Oh, um, Timothy, what's his name? Tim Noakes. Timothy Noakes. Noakes. Sorry, Noakes. It was actually a really good interview. Chrissy McKinlay pointed it out on our Facebook page. Um, the guys at Endurance Planet, Tawny there, did a great interview with Tim Noakes, uh, and it covers a lot of the stuff that we, we talked about Why last week. Why haven't we week. got him on the show? Well, because he does so many good interviews with other people. I haven't got anything new to ask him. Yeah, but still, we've got our own audience. No, I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. That yeah, I'll ask, him, I'll ask him what he thinks of the America's Cup. Mm. And he loves rugby. He does. You know, the Americans don't even know what rugby is. We actually have had people email us saying, what is rugby? (laughs) You guys always talk about this rugby. What is it? Madness. So it was when we we had quite quite a few emails and a few posts online. I don't know if you had many emails, but people pretty interested in that that topic last week that we were talking about in terms of uh, going much lower on the carbs and and higher on the fats and a lot of positive feedback as well from people that have been trying it and have had pretty um, miraculous turnarounds so it's um it's certainly it's an area that indirectly I've been doing on and off um, over the years and, and reducing my carb intake is certainly something that I've been trying pretty hard over you know so far this year and um, when you really get onto it, it it makes quite a big difference and we're so indoctrinated that we must eat so much carbs and Western culture is just carbs 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 so it really is going a lot of culture Asians are um, rice. Yeah, they eat a lot of rice, but they eat a lot of carbs. Yeah, but but I wouldn't, I, I, not 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 to the same extent that, that we do. They have a lot more seafood, a lot more vegetables. Yes, they have rice, but uh, quite not quite a bit of rice. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> sushi is mainly rice. A little yeah. bit of meat in there. Yeah, I don't think they. No, anyway, stop getting me off topic. Well, I'm just disagreeing with something. <laughs> um, so we're going to have quite a bit more on this topic over the next little period because I want to get stuck into it. And, uh, and haven't, get we, haven't we done this topic in the past? No, we did. We're all going to die from cancer topic. Well, that's, that's <laughs> who brought that on? <laughs> China study brought that on. We're all going to die. And so then, have you shifted your and, opinion and on then, that? And, then, and then, we, then we got the guy who came on and said, uh, Norton Hadler, he said, ah, it doesn't matter what you eat. As long as you believe it, you'll be fine. Exactly. So, no, he, his point was more... There's much bigger things to be worried about. Nutrition actually doesn't have that much of an impact as long as you're not going excessive. It does if you want to get uh, lean and fast. Well, I don't know. I, I, see, I'm not a nutritionist, um, but I'm going to use myself as an example. I eat carbs, and I eat you know, a, a decent amount of carbs. I wouldn't say I'm OTT on carbs, but I don't eat too much. Let's, well, if you track, your, track your, your eating for a week, we could actually see how much you do. Oh, I have the same thing every day. Mm. I have... Two bits of toast. Carbs, crazy. Yep, and a peanut butter on toast. I have a banana with banana shake, Lots protein. Yeah, yeah. Then I have a sandwich at lunch. Stuff. More carbs. Yep, totally. And then I have I have a piece of cake and a piece of fruit and I have a sandwich that's all filled with, you know, like a really good solid. Carbs, you know. carbs, carbs. <laughs> I have peanuts in the afternoon. And if for dinner you probably have pasta. No, we'll do variety. We're pretty. We last night I had pizza. Yeah, carbs of pizza. Carbs, here you go. So I'm this is what I'm saying. It's, yeah, but, but what's wrong with my health? 
who knows? She might be. Uh, it's not so much. A, <laughs> You're like an insurance salesman. <laughs> I had a meeting with an insurance salesman yesterday, just a mate of mine, and he started doing his insurance pitch to me. And you know, oh, you're gonna die. You know, you realize you're gonna die. And uh, so you, that's what. You, you, you. So one of the areas that I have. I'm healthy. Yeah. Are you, are you really healthy? Yeah, definitely. I'm in great nick, you know, like without setting up myself. I've got a great looking body, you know. I'm, 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 I work hard on my body and it, and it goes well. Um, I'm fit, you know, nothing. So I don't need to eat an excessive. I never get overweight. Still, I, like, I like carbs. I like yeah. sugar, John. I like, I like having my cake at lunchtime. <sighs> nice knowing you. Yeah. Nice good. knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess I guess a couple of the reasons why this is uh, of interest to me is, is a number of the things they brought up um, are, are a bit t- taboo. Uh, so like the fasting bike rides, quite I quite enjoy my fasting bike rides for because you go fast. Up. Yep, go fast. No, you know I, I get that there's a place for these things, and and I get that you know like when you um, Noakes. Yeah. You know, I, I understand that some of the stuff works, and there's nothing, you know, nothing wrong with it. And I definitely think there's places that we're in, in, in this field here right now. It's definitely an interesting development in our sport that potentially, you know, ten years from now, this may be the th- way we're doing mm-hmm. things. And so, definitely, it's important we have these conversations. And, and there are extreme people, you know, overweight people who can look to these types of diets. But I don't think the carbs is the enemy of everything. And and I think even Noakes, when I watched him interview, he was just saying, you know, look, if you're trying to lose weight, you know, going to no carbs option mm-hmm. is a way to do it. But it, it, it's, it's always easy to point. Sugar's the enemy of everything. Well, but you it know, is. It, but it's not. <laughs> it is. It's not. If you have a little bit of sugar in your diet, it's not going to kill you. It, oh, well. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, uh, jokes aside, uh, one 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 area that, that is real interest to me in this topic is how many people have stomach upsets when they race. Extremely high percentage, yep. extremely high, and so I think for, for anybody who has those sorts of issues, this is something to consider. So I totally agree. You still have carbs in your diet. How far, how extreme you want to go with that? You know, you can go down to the sort of hundred. Like if I was overweight and I wanted to lose some weight, definitely there's be an option I'd go with. There's quite a few overweight triathletes. Oh yeah, no, totally, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, I'm not saying there's not a place for this stuff, but I think the thing is, is that everyone's going. Oh, I have to. You, know, this, this. you don't have to go bomb and just go right. I'm going from. There's healthy levels of everything, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and really, if you can, if you live in a healthy, like I live in a healthy weight range, um, I exercise, I'm, you know, I can eat the carbs, I don't put on weight, you know, like, and I eat some sugar, and you know, and I think that. I just, you, you can know. die, but never mind. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a few of the practicalities around this we need to get more information on, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Is last week was a bit of an intro to this sort of stuff, and a lot of people are just scratching their head, going, "What the hell?" Well, I think the I problem with last week's interview was a great interview, but there was no guideline with it. At mm-hmm. the end of it, I would have liked to do a little bit more of it. And to be honest, I, afterwards, I thought I probably should have asked that. But you know, the boys, you know, it's like, okay, here's what we do. But I think the thing is, because it's such a murky area, we, there is no defined guidelines yet. Yeah. And that's what I'm going, to, I'm going to work on doing in terms of, okay, I want to reduce. And, and, and I'm not going paleo. I, uh, I, I, I well, get, see, that, that China study, John. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, re, the, the issue I've got with um, with some of these, firstly, the Atkins diets. Let me get started on that. What, what got, gets me fired up but about Bevan, the Atkins Bevan diet? contradicted you. Sorry? He was like, no, you can eat for the bad fat. Well, that, yeah, I, I get it from a performance point of view, and I understand that, but in terms of uh, – just my personal beliefs and and uh, it doesn't fit in there and that was the problem with Atkins diet what, what used to get me riled up about Atkins diet is but they go okay it's okay to have fat and people basically then just go and eat fat yeah, they and, they lost, and they lost a lot of weight they lost a lot of weight don't disagree with that but in terms of the macronutrients and stuff yeah it was healthy they got their weight down but were they really that healthy because they weren't getting all the other stuff in so that was my issue did, with did, Atkins did you, did you do your research sorry did you do your research 
I did my John's research. I'm not saying that, that that's the thing. People just got this Atkins thing and just said, I can eat as much fat as I want. John's they research is good as Harvard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so these are the areas I want to understand a bit more about the going low fat, low carb, high fat is if you don't want to go down the meat path, then it. Okay, let's get some notes challenge. on and say, give us the recommendations. Mm. Here you go. That's your homework. Okay. So that's a different angle. Because mm-hmm. he often talks about, oh, there were changes when you hear these interviews. Mm-hmm. Says so I've found it for me because he was diabetic. I was diabetic, yeah. and you know, I, I went the you know the high fat, low carb option, and you know, and my diabetes you know disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's great. Well, we want the recommendations, Timbo. Okay, get him on the show, John. Are you gonna call him Timbo on the I'm, show? I'm gonna call him Timbo <laughs> on the show. Yeah. <laughs> first, hey, Timbo, how you going? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure his mates call him Timbo. Good. Good. Yep. So, uh, and, I'll, and then I'll say, how's your rugby team going? Exactly. Yep. Got any more red cards? Dirty, bloody South Africa. <laughs> oh, he was a bit shafted. It was a bit shafted. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be a topic we're going to bring in a bit more over the next few weeks. Em got a bit fired up about it as well. And, oh, so um, what'd she say? She has got a, a, a bit of a foot in both camps because she used to do, uh, she, she certainly did plenty of fats, but she'd have um, carbs in there as well. So she's got some, she's going to come on the show and have a bit of a discussion about that. But that's the that. problem is what's the formula? Because, you know, even last week they said, well, there, you, you there, can is go, no, you go, there is no perfect formula. Well, that, but I think most people so need to confusion. bring down the carbohydrate content quite significantly, start trying some of these um, fasting sessions, start trying a bit more fat in your training and see what sort of an impact that makes. Where I'm do you think you. your end point is? Like you, now you're going down this path. Yeah, yeah. And, and like and again, again, I've, I'm actually got, you know, nothing has these things and, and who knows, I think we're early days, who knows where we'll end up. Where do, you, do you think you'll eventually be a guy who doesn't use any carbs in racing or uses a minimal amount? I'll definitely be using carbs. So I'm not going down the extreme path of, of really, really low carbs and I'm not going paleo because... Um, you like, you don't like meat. Yeah, and it will, I think you can just do paleo without meat, but it's a pretty bloody yeah. challenging thing to do. So I'm not going to the extremes, but I'm... Because then there's primal as well, wasn't there? Yes, yeah. So, um, But I'm certainly making a very, very conscious effort to try to reduce my carbohydrate intake in terms of very minimal on the bread, getting rid of um, pastas and things like that and just going for a lot more fruit and vegetables and that's the area where I've got to so, out see, a so like a lot of the guys argue especially if you read um, I read what was it, the guy we had on the show maybe um, but the, the paleo guy and he was like well there's lots of sugar and fruit yeah yeah and again that's the area where it gets a bit murky because even Noakes was saying about bananas, well, you could be going for something slightly different. You know, go for your berries and sort of things like that. So, But I think main main message for me is uh, for you guys, try try this in training, try some fasting sessions. Well, I think what we've got to do is if, we, if we're offering advice here, the offering advice is how well, let's try to get some guidelines. Because mm-hmm. what, what does try this in training mean? Go out for a two and a half hour ride, don't eat anything before you go, <laughs> and go to anything. I do it every week at the moment. Two yeah. and a half, three hours. Um, Have you gone six? No food. Haven't gone six yet, no. Do you but, think um, you'll be able to? Anyway, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you just got to tomorrow, Well, this ties in. Tomorrow, I get a metabolic efficiency test at so the what university. Do do so you basically start at a very low intensity, like I think it's actually going to be really low and just work your way through and they're going to basically you have a, a, a mask on and they're able to tell you right at this uh, level you're burning this percentage of carbs Pretty awesome, this percentage of fats and so then I'll come back and say right here we go this is this is sort of how it works going to make some dietary modifications over the next um, period I'll go back and uh, pro- I'll probably go back in January to be honest and redo it then and then I'll actually see okay this percentage and I'll be able to go right at Ironman effort I'm burning around about this percentage of carbs this percentage of fats so for me for fueling 
this is and then I can start working out a bit of a fueling plan based off that. But wait a second, aren't you also so so but in this next six months until January or next four or five months as you mm. kind of do your second test, you're trying to shift the way your body uses your energy. Yep. So I'll be burning more fats. So then the, the hope is that when I come to race day, I'm still going to be taking in carbohydrate during the day. Where that how I get that carbohydrate is this is where I've got to do some more investigation. You know, maybe it's not your sports nutrition because that'll give you that spike. So it might be more, say, M's power cookies using them a bit more because they're just you know lower on the glycemic index. What about that whole formula? You know, the fructose glucose. You know, out the window. (laughs) Throw that one out. (laughs) Put it in the trash. (laughs) But again, Can, can I give Bevan's rules for eating? That works if you're going down the carbohydrate route. Oh, that's so, the way to go, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if, yeah, if you're going down that route, yeah. it is. So yeah. you've, got to, you've got to make that choice. If you're going down the carbohydrate route, you definitely stick to that route. I think, do think there's also that thing of learn your body, what works mm. for your body. And if you've got a formula that you know works, like I'm lucky, I can race and eat a crap load of carbs mm-hmm. and never have a problem with my stomach. I've always been, I've got a stomach of steel and um, it's never been a problem. And, uh, and so for me, you know, why would I need to change it works? But... You know, and, and maybe it's something I could explore. Who knows? Could have got that sub nine if you'd, uh, <laughs> you'd gone down the fat route. Sub nine. So I've I've had um, some form of stomach issues in most of my races. Sometimes not not extreme, but I'm thinking if I can eliminate that, man, I'm onto a winner. I think here's here's Bev's rules. Yeah. Don't eat too much. An everyday yep. diet. Yeah. You know that's the biggest mistake people make. Good mix of real food. Real foods is the key. Real foods is the key, really. Get rid of the processed shit. Yeah, really, really. That's about it. Mm. That's my rules. Okay. <laughs> yep. Eat real food. Don't eat too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And allow, and, but allow some, you know. I had fish and chips the other night, John. What's the, how would you feel about that? Um, it's all right. Am I dead? Well, yeah. Carcinogens. I know? just it just it gets me with the fat fat side of things. Is fat, so wait, so fat, what's your view on trying to study now? Uh. Oh, I'm still not going to eat that much meat. That's that's the thing. I, I don't want to. But eat But you that were much going meat. veggie. Sorry, your body must be so confused by your head. No, if if because every six months is a new plan. No, I'm not. Cha- I haven't changed much. I'm still. I'm just working my way to this. I don't want to eat too much meat. I don't have. I eat some meat. I'm not going vegetarian, but uh, I don't want to eat too much. And uh, so I've got to find this balance. Challenging. This is a challenge. I look forward to seeing it. But I look forward to it because, um, yeah, we've got a lot of food issues in our family, which we have to keep balanced, so I've got to keep what it balanced. What about your kids with meat? Um, we've got, it's, it's, it's challenging, yeah. It's ch- but they can eat meat? Yes, but you've got to be yeah, a little bit careful. Why is it challenging? Well, you can't, you can't have, like, if you don't have sausages or something like that, then you've got to be really careful because you've got to have gluten-free sausages, can't have any spices in them, so sausages are kind of... Jeez, poor out. things. I really feel um, sorry for you in that way. It's, uh, but that, that's why I'm, I'm pretty passionate and interested in this stuff because I'm always, food is, food is an everyday issue. I was talking to a parent who had uh, kids with issues as well. It's like it, every single day, every meal, you've got to go, right, what can I do here? <laughs> it's, um, it's good. It's good so I suppose for you guys, it's about educating your kids as they become adults mm. to how to mm. cook for themselves, oh, isn't it? You oh, know? It's great. It's great because the kids are... Oh, it's got a very healthy diet. Yeah. Okay, um, let's put some music on. John, well, that was a very interesting discussion. It was. So I'm going to die. Yeah. And John going to be fast. lean, fit, and fast. Lean machine. Okay, here we go. Let's put and some I'm going to be doing a lot more of this on my um, my blog. So I'm going to, uh, in the coming weeks, I'm going to do like a week long, this is what I'm eating at the moment, and it's not going to be crazy low in carbs. Like I still eat a reasonable amount How of carbs. How many carbs do you have then a day? Well, that's what I've got to find out. I want to get the numbers crunched. Do you, um, do you pretty much eat the same thing every day? Um, similar because there's that guy who wrote that book a couple of years ago, about a year ago, got a lot of attention. 
I can't remember what it was called, but um, and I didn't actually read it. But one of it saw a few interviews of him, and he was um, he was saying basically eat the same thing, same time every day. One of the best things you can do for healthiness. Mm. Mm. So t- timings of that meals and all that kind of stuff is actually really yeah. important. Just get rid of the processed shit. Yeah, definitely, and don't eat too much. Okay, um, let's put some music on. Website of the week. week. Good old John, 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 J Mac. J Mac. <laughs> Ottawa, a, Canada. He's a, a rapper. Mm. What would be your rap name? Uh, Big J. Big J. Yeah. Big J, J Mac. Yeah. You guys could be like, you know, crisscross. Crisscross will make you jump, jump. John and Bevan really love the podcast. I learned a lot about training and racing from the shows. Just and, for- and nutrition. Where does it say that? It doesn't. I'm just adding it. Because we're nutritional experts No, no. Once again, no, he says, oh, I'm really confused about nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've just had a couple of observations before my nomination for Webster of the Week. I know the folk, oh, he wants us to do more 70.3. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. That only happens when we haven't got enough news. People want 70.3. The the problem is there's too many races. And they're not very well... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, they're often really it's, thin fields. It's the runt, isn't it, of the, yeah. of the sport? Yeah, so I, I, I definitely want to cover 70.3 championship races and really stacked fields. But outside of that, mm. should we do a 70.3 show, John? No. With a big market? Is it really? Well, there's lots of people that do it, but most of them are, yeah. How many people do you think do 70.3s where that's their passion? You know, because for a lot of working athletes, that's the that's the realistic distance. Mm. Mm. You know, Ironman, you know, is that kind of once every five years? Or but pro- I would suspect they're often Ironman athletes who don't have time to do Ironman, so they're doing 70.3. Mm, interesting. Yeah, mm. well, like I think there probably could be a show for 70.3 because you'd okay. give to get different advice, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah, Dave Dwan can do that. Okay. Triple D. <laughs> I'll get Melina. Come on, Melina. We'll do a show. Okay. Um, okay. Website of the week nomination is for an excellent website on injury prevention and treatment. The website is Athletes Treating Athletes. It provides a huge variety of physical therapy treatments to prevent and treat a wide range of injuries. The founder of the website is Lee Boyle, a long-distance triathlete and doctor of physical therapy, DPT, and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Well, she's pretty sharp. Or he? Is it he or she? I think it's a she. Okay. They have excellent resources that provide a clearly marked body map and a major muscle and muscle groups using real bodies. You can actually tell where the muscles are. And the load of, and a load of resources on self-treatment are very helpful with a how-to videos. They've got me through several minor injuries, and you can find their website at www athletestreatingathletes.com love your work great podcast so let's check it out John Athletes <laughs> Treating Athletes click, click on the body map because do you remember ages ago we had something like this years click. ago when we went body map and it was the boobs wasn't it yeah no, and the schlong oh that's right this one hasn't even got a schlong uh, that's why I clicked on that it sort of reminded me of John that was time. hopeful to see the schlong we, we were just doing the show live and we clicked on it and there was like this naked body and oh and it was ridiculous and we lost <laughs> the plot and it was like yeah. episode 5 uh, it was a long that was time ago. Funny. cool thing about this site though yeah I think um, it's got a self-treatment system and uh, and it's basically got a whole bunch of self uh, self massage, um, mobilization techniques, uh, stretching. Knee. How do you find knee? Uh, 
uh, and doing kinesiology taping. I've never really tried that, never needed to. So um, Taping is a hard thing to do by yourself. And strengthening. So Oh, that's really cool. So I've got a bit of a knee problem right now. I've gone to body map, the quadriceps, thigh and knee. And what they've got is they've got a person standing there, but then they've drawn over top of their muscles with Vivid, mm-hmm. showing you the different, you know, the quadricep muscles, the patella tendon, you know, showing what's happening in your knee joint there as well. And it's... um. They've got some stretching, yeah, as you say, some taping, some strengthening, um, mobilization, and self-massage. So Self-massage, you do a bit in the, the lower back, and it's got a bit about the anatomy. Uh, it's got the, where your, basically your spine is, where your, your ribs are, and um, in what ways you can sort of work it. So um, they really have gone to town oh, in terms really of delivered. Uh, drawing on somebody's back here. They've got all different colors and highlighted here, and somebody's had to, had to have had a really good shower after there, that. There, there must be a key to it. They must show you what the different colors mean, or do you just think the co- different colors are just showing different things do you think there's a uh, a guide is, but anyway sure. if you go to the like the the knee page which i'm on then at the bottom of it they have a youtube clip of how to actually do your quadriceps self-massage they've got some mm-hmm. rolling happening there and, and some tennis ball work and stuff and then they've even got their references jesus is a pretty good website isn't it mm, it's great and so. let's be honest being an athlete you're going to get those niggles it is, and self massage can be fantastic. Um, and don't even go there. Jimmy. <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> and uh, and also getting your your loved one to give you a bit of massage as well can be uh, can be a good thing. Do you give a massage, Belinda? I do actually. Yes, I'm sure. Got a shoulder up. Yeah, Joe likes a lower back. Get yeah, in here. yeah. Uh, Belinda's really sensitive. If I ever do calves or hamstrings, she's uh, she squirts pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she comes to my class every morning. I know. Yeah, early morning. Mm, no, she does a few early mornings. Well, never mind. I know that was a special exemption she got. She got to go to work or something. She had to go to work, so she got to go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. She said, oh, "I was going to go to the gym, but you're going swimming." I said, "No, you can go. I'll go oh, swimming later." You're so you're so selfless. Yeah, yeah totally. We never. That's the first thing I think of when I think of John Newsom mm-hmm. and nutrition expert. That's right. <laughs> Lean or becoming lean, lean nutritionally. Lean expert. and mean. Okay, so if you want to check that out, if you have got niggles, that's probably one of those ones you want to bookmark. Put it in your bookmark, and then, you know, when you get those little niggles, you can go in there and, say, and they've even got like a self treatment system. They show you how to do it. They've got self massage, um, mobilization, stretching, kinesiology, um, and strengthening. Well, check it out. So, but I will say on top of this, guys, these types of websites are great. But it is still worth going to see a medical oh, yeah. professional. You know, yeah. like if you've got an injury, it's you know, if it's a small niggle and maybe you're an exp- like for someone like John and myself who have exercised you know for a long time now, we kind of know the difference between something be like my knee right now. I've been to the doctor. I'm doing all the right mm. things. Then you know, it's like calf pull or something like that. Yeah, if you've just got a bit of tightness or you want to stretch out a bit, then this is great. But yeah, assessing injuries if it's been there for several sessions in a row. Different story. Yeah, but bookmark this is Athletes Treating Athletes. And thank you very much, J-Mac, for that sponsor. Coffees of Hawaii. Bevan, at the moment, I'm getting my Epic Camp sorted out for uh, for Kona, Epic Camp Light, and we're doing a loop of the island this year, which is going to be kind of awesome. cool. It's going to be really cool. <coughs> How many slots are there? Uh, we've still got a few slots open, Bevan. Funny How many are there? How many do you uh, have? I will be taking a maximum of, I think, 21 or 22. I actually, you know, I asked that question because mm. I went on your website the other day. Mm. Your Epic Camp website, you've changed it. Mm. You're going to Squarespace. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did that um, uh, when I was on the way back from Hawaii last year when I was delayed in Auckland Airport. Squarespace is great. It seriously took me. Oh, yeah. I had, I had an overnight there because of uh, it was snow in Christchurch. I had that website done in like, a couple of hours. Yeah, Squarespace is what we use for our website, and it's a it's free advertising. But yeah, Square, yeah. They're, they're really great. That's, if you want to get a website, and it's more than just like a 
you know basic blog you can you can do it you can make it really beautiful and uh, like john and i spend a bit of money on the iron talk or you can keep it pretty basic if you want to but it's so easy to manage and so mm. like i use it for all my running businesses and, and we've paid a designer to make them look good but once you know, you've got it yeah then, then, the, the, then everybody can log in and edit it very very yeah, easily it's very well done the, the re- uh, so so uh, apart from advertising epic camp light which are still spaces and you need to get in because the, the slots fill up for the the 70.3 and um <coughs> It's going to be good times. So we're going around the island and we're going to Hilo, which is, is just kind of cool because I've never been there before. And the ride from Kona to Hilo is pretty epic. Uh, we go up to Volcano National Park and then down into Hilo. Um, reason why I'm bringing that, uh, coffees of why I've got the Hilo. Uh, Kalihua coffee. It's our bright, full-bodied, 100% Hilo coffee, roast, roasted mildly to retain its fresh essence hints of butter and spice are rounded out with floral aftertones a perfect cup to serve alongside your favorite dessert or morning pastry so get on it they've got coffee from all over the hawaiian islands they've got hilo coffee kona coffee maui coffee molokai coffee chrissy coffee limited edition you got your teas and everything so check it out coffeesofway.com and uh and if you come on the camp you'll also get some some coffee samples as well Maybe even a healer. Maybe we maybe we'll do we'll do uh, as we go through the uh, around the island. We'll have different sorts of coffee when we're That's in Kona. Yeah. A bit of Kona coffee when we get over to Hilo. Uh, I don't think they've got a. Uh, a we'll get one from maybe in Maui or something like that. Yeah, you know, just so to we'll just work our way around. It would be interesting to do that. Mm. That's where they've got those little packs where you can get the different types of coffees. Mm. You know, you could have a coffee night with your mates. Mm. You know, like you know, like wine tasting and stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, coffee night. You could almost like have like a go to the beach. Put yeah. a bonfire up, yeah, and then you have coffees. And put it to like night. Yeah, <laughs> then you get on the turps afterwards, don't yeah. you? Have you? Ever, when was the last time you had a beach bonfire night? Did you ever do oh, that when you were a teenager? Not really. Ah, oh, it's one of the best things you can do in life. That is. One time when I was working, I left school. I left school when I was sixteen. I didn't do very well at school, and I left school and I got a job, and uh, it was a bit of a nothing job, but that's okay. And then I finished work one day. I went and picked up my girlfriend at the time, and we went and got a keg. And it was yep. just after work, it was just like, Paul called my mates, said, okay, we're going to the beach. 20 litre from Harrington's? <laughs> the 20 litre from Harrington's. <laughs> did you used to do that too, did you? <laughs> Harrington's tasted like crap, but it was yeah. cheap as. Nah, here he go. Nah, here he cold. And we got the 20 litre and we went to the beach and went to um, Taylor's. Mm-hmm. No, which is Taylor's, the one around the other side, eh? Taylor's yep. over the hill. Put a bonfire up mm-hmm. and uh, spent the night there. Mm-hmm. Awesome night. Went to work the next day, hung over his. Mm-hmm. The best nights of my life. Uh, so if I had coffees of Hawaii there then You would have been on fire all night all Really night long Yep, exactly so Check it out, coffeesofhawaii.com Hawaii. Okay, questions and answers Okay, John Rain, Wayne Ross has sent through And he's just saying Hi John, enjoy the power discussion with Joe Do you know or can you ask Joe About practical use of normalised versus actual power Obviously there is a big difference If you are on a hilly or rolling course. Training Peak says that FTP on normalised power. However, my 310 head unit does not show in normalised power. So when I'm racing, I am looking at non-normalised power data. Do I still hit the percentage TP par- targets based on normalised power FTP? Well, there's a lot of abbreviations happening here. <laughs> uh, one suggestion I have heard is to stop the unit from registering zero um, so it is closer to your normalised power. But I'm not sure if this is right. John, your thoughts? So I've got my thoughts and I also popped uh, Dirk Freel uh, an email as well and he's got his thoughts which uh, are actually the same as what I think basically. Um, he said, I don't really recommend um, race 
doing race paces on normalised power as it's a running tally for the entire race. I'd rather have the power meter be a gauge of efforts that are immediately being performed. For example, normalised power may sh- show 220 watts, maybe two hours into the event, then the athlete starts a climb and let's just say they rode the climb for three minutes at 400 watts. The normalised power may only slightly rise after that hard effort. Um, 400 watts is, is more likely to be way too hard for that person to race at, but the normalised power wouldn't change much. There would be no immediate feedback telling the athlete to hold back or to stick to an appropriate pace, maybe just uh, 250 watts. My point is, normalised power is great to look at afterwards to see the overall pacing variability, but it doesn't change fast enough to act as a governor um, of an effort. I ask athletes to instead put their units to a rolling 10 second average. If the 310 doesn't allow for that, just watch power. Um, a component of normalised power is the variability index. The greater the difference of average versus normalised power, the larger the VI score. Um, and the VI score of 1 means normalised power and average power are equal. Um, over rolling or hilly courses with a lot more corners, you'll have a higher variability index. So that's all good. So he's um, giving you a bit of feedback there. In terms of your racing, what I generally say to athletes is, uh, yeah, you're going to have your, say for example, you do a, a, a course that's got some flat and some hills. You're going to, you're going to, well, you should know roughly what you want to be sticking at on the flat and roughly what you want to be sticking at um, when you're going through the climbs. And whether you're looking at average power or normalised power. Um, as along with what um, Dirk sort of said, is they're not going to change too much when you go up and down a hill, especially in an iron distance race. So what I say is um, start using your lap button. So you want to be looking at your average lap power. So say for example you're at a at a course I don't know Court Lane which has got a few hills in it. Um, you know you have your average power you're looking at as you're going through the first section of the ride, and then when you've come to the first long climb, you might hit your lap button. So then you know what your average power up that climb is. When you get over the climb and you get on, onto the other side, and then you've got another flat section, boom, you might hit your lap power again, and you know right on the flat I want to be sitting at 180 watts. Um, so that's basically what I do during races is constantly using your average lap power and. And, um, and and for p- the particular segment of the ride that you're in, rather than looking at the um, yeah, average for the, for, the, for the whole ride, I'd have that on another screen so you can keep a tally of that, so you can toggle through the screens. But you know, live in the now rather than just trying to to keep that sort of um, average number the same all the way through. Nice. Tone um, Shane Johnson Thompson, sorry, <clears throat> sent through a question saying, "With just under seven weeks to go until I take on Kona for the second time, I've been thinking about what's more important: my finish time or the overall experience. How does one affect the other? Last time I raced Kona in 2011, I finished in a time of 10:01, not 10, one, 10 hours and one second. Yeah. Oh, that does you. Mm. One second. It's a lot of water that's imagine going through he his head. Imagine if he hadn't as many carbs. He might have gone oh, nine, he, he, nine have he would have won it. Yeah. Uh, that's right. 10 hours and one second. Needless to say, this put a damper on my overall experience, along with a number of other issues leading into the race. Clearly, I would like to shake that two-second man tag for one more reason. Um, due to the conditions in Kona, it is possible they have a better day and race 20 to 30 minutes slower. Go figure. What do I focus on? Um, here are my thoughts. Oh, wait a second. Here is my thoughts out there. Like, I uh, feel honoured to be racing. Forget about the time and focus on the experience. But the last time and the nearness makes it hard not to think about going nine fifty nine fifty nine. Regards, Tomo. So I think, from my perspective, when I go to Kona, yeah, of course I'm going to have some time, rough time goals that I'd like to hit. But man, that that can't be a motivator because so many different things so can, many can have an impact yeah. on that. And same with Ironman New Zealand. Like this year, the time seemed to be, you know. 
10 minutes slower than normal. So to having a time goals, you just got to <clears throat> boot them into touch. You're still going to have what but you But John, want. it's hard not to. Yeah, you're still going to have that, have that that's going to be in there, but you shouldn't have that as, as, as a driving force. So I think one of the key things I tell to people is, is you've got to have a race plan. And so you've got to know, right, this is what I plan to do during the race. And it doesn't, not, not necessarily pace-based, but you know, your objectives as, you, as you're working through the race. And if you're not in, in A, fitness, or you're, you're just supreme fitness for a particular race, you might have a number of side objectives. So I had a, a girl racing at a 70.3 at the weekend and she'd had a woeful sort of three or four weeks leading into it with sickness and all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, just change the objectives a little bit, what you want to get out of the race. So, yeah, time's important, but um, don't have that as your over overriding Okay, but it's easy aspect. to say that. How do you, how, you know, like I know, I get it, you know, and I always yeah. talk to my athletes, you know, focus on process and, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the race. And, and to be honest, some of my races I'm most proud of are the ones that, I just made great decisions all day and, and mm. you know, you get to the finish line of that race and you know I couldn't have done better. Mm. So there's definitely that aspect to it. But at the end of the day, he wants that sub ten. Yep. So how do you keep your mind off that role? Well, like you said, you stay stay in the now. So you've got your you know, and as part of your race plan, you've got all your objectives as you're working through and um, and rather than thinking about that ten hour at the end of, of, of the race when you're when you've got still forty Ks to ride on the on the bike ride, is go, right, you know, how am I gonna get from 140 kilometre mark on the bike to 180k kilometre ride at the bike in the fastest possible way and the most efficient possible way. And so really, really staying in the the now. And, and to be honest, I, you know, when I'm racing next season, I won't even be thinking about my finish time until firstly I get off the bike and then I'll be saying, well, okay, I'm um, six hours in the race, you know, nine hours might be on here. Um, but, you know, with the run, slightly different story. Then you can start thinking about the, the time you should have a fairly clear idea of what is best case scenario on the run and there's a lot less variables on the run if it's really really hot obviously that throws things out a bit but man the bike it's just since I've started riding power it's just such highlighted so many times um, how conditions play such a massive role so I did a time trial again <clears throat> at the weekend again Sunday yep did it did Porno come uh, no, he didn't, surprisingly. Phil, Paul, um, Phil was the only one that turned up. Sean so, said he was going to be, said you're doing a time trial, so he may not. Yeah, pussy. No, we went uh, riding. He smashed it on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killed it. <laughs> so my point was, I've, I've got now got 24 watts quicker since February. But my time's time. actually getting slower. Again, I was like a minute off my first time. So I was 24 watts so quicker. So your power output's better, but yeah, you're just the conditions significantly better. So bike is just massively um so i think one thing you want to consider before you go into your race is what what, what would you consider success in this race mm. you know and, and to have not just one you know and that's often the downfall of the person who focuses on time is that they only give themselves the one outcome the one mm. thing that they can see as success and so unless they get that it's a failure no matter what mm. and all races have moments of success and moments of failure and it's you know it's, it's trying to minimize those failures and, and maximize the successes within your race and if you can think about that and you can kind of go into your race with okay well if I what would I be happy with at the end of this race okay well, I'd be happy if I could run the whole run or mm-hmm. I'd be happy if you know I ran you know swam a good swim where well, I focus on my technique or don't get freaked out in this no no, no you know, shouldn't use don't yeah have some strategy strategies around not be if you freaked out in the past in the swim have yeah. some strategies and, and, and you can't measure that one on time you go D- did I really freak out in the swim when, when I did did I handle that really well yeah and so you might you might determine okay well there's 10 different markers that would 
I consider a successful race. And at the end of the race, you might find you got seven out of 10. And you could look at that race and you go, well, I'm actually pretty happy with that. And if you get mm. 10 out of 10, you go, you know what? That was, you know, like, so, like the last time I did Wanaka, Challenge Wanaka, I did the half there. And, you know, I'm, I, I hadn't been racing for three years and I hadn't even been training for three years. Like I mm. rode my bike for like a month before the race and I got fourth. And, you know, my time wasn't as good as what it could have been in the past. But I made. I just had a great race. Like every, everything I did, I couldn't have raced a better race. And I know um, at the finish line, people, it's, oh, you know, kind of a little bit like, oh, you, you know, maybe you thought you could have done a little bit better. And I was like, mate, I had the best race I could have. Like I was over the moon. And yeah. you know, because all those markers that I'd set in place. And I think that for yourself is to determine what those markers are before the race. Mm. And then so when you're in the race, you can almost be consciously ticking them off and go, okay, well, I did do a good swim. And, you know, mm. and that kind of builds that feeling of success. You may not get all of those markers, but you may get some of them. And, and I think that when you race like that, what happens is there's a higher chance you'll get a better time anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and as we say, you know, if we look at an Ironman, a time's a pretty hard thing to guarantee. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know. You know, you turn up to Kona one year, you get an amazing time. Turn up next year, you get a crap time. Well, that's what I'm going to do. And the, the build-up for Kona, when we start doing that, I thought, oh, it'd be quite interesting to have a look at, say, the last three years' times for the pros and see how much variability there is. Because that changes a lot from year to year. You know, one year Crowe went... When he set the new record, he must have gone, what, 806 or 804 or whatever it was. And um, another year he might win an 825. Yeah. So a couple other – just back to your questions, a couple other things that I really um, tell athletes to focus on is enjoy the race when you're feeling really good. You know, if you're going along with Queen K and you're feeling good, then just zone out a bit and just enjoy it. If you're on pace and your power's looking good, then just have a bit of fun rather than trying to stay too focused for for too much of the race. And then um, as part of your your race plan – have some strategies around when the going's going to get tough because it will. You know, there'll be times when it's windy as hell, and have some strategies on how you're going to deal with that that um, that part of the race, rather than thinking, "Oh my god, my time's slipping away. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to fall off. I'm not going to do the sub ten. You know, if it's getting really windy, go right now. It's windy. This is what I'm going to focus on. Boom, boom, boom. Nice. Yeah. Good luck. Yes, have fun. Yeah, good luck. Um, John, we've got a couple of quick emails I put through. Mark Scudamore, he sent through, um, he's just saying he's loving how you put your photos on your blog. Yep. And he's saying maybe we should have a, a page somewhere. And to be honest, I don't know how to do this, but having a page where all the listeners could put where they train. Mm-hmm. photos and so he was saying maybe Picasso we, but we, basically if you can think of a solution to this go onto our Facebook page and just put it in on Facebook and maybe what we'll try to do is set up like a Flickr account or something like that where you guys can go submit that's the problem is how do we find one place where everyone can submit photos to but if you know of a solution go on our Facebook page put it there and, and it'll be a cool thing where do you train and have photos and you can kind of see where all the whole community are training each week a um, couple of quick ones here um, people People really wanted us to, oh. About the feedback there for Challenge Penticton. Who's yeah, that from? that was from, oh, is he going to quite a few emails here? You, no. didn't, you didn't put who it was from. Basically, the feedback was saying, um, I think. We got t- quite a few people from that, weren't we? Tony Weeks's uh, wife, I think it is, uh, said that Challenge Penticton was really nice. Felix was out there with his mum and going around and getting feedback from people and, uh, and it all seemed to go pretty pretty well. Unfortunately, next year, fortunately next year, Ironman Canada and Challenge are on different days, um, and he's going to do the relay. But basically, for general feedback from the Challenge race, it, it was a bit different than when it was Ironman. It did feel a bit friendlier, and there was a bit more sort family of, sort of community family feel to it. So um, yeah, yeah, no, it was great. It, it, it was interesting, you know, like um, Felix and the, the whole family. Um, they understand the importance of their role. Mm. You know, when we think about, you know. Um, when they are at a race, 
they are there for the people the whole time. Mm. You know, Felix has great energy and he's always just out, you know, and the good thing about Felix is it's quite genuine. I think that's just who mm. his character is as a person. He's just a quite a kind soul and quite a giving soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he, you know, like, you know, when I go to a Les Mills event, like within Les Mills, I'm quite a, you know, a big name. And you turn up to these events and you know you're going to spend the whole day, you know, 14 hours, 15 hours, people telling you their story you know mm. and, and they want to share their experience with you and you know in their eyes you're a big person you know and and you're in a, you know it's quite cool to meet you and it's you know it's a bit of a privilege but it's also something you have to respect and there's a role that comes with that and mm-hmm. that when you turn up to these situations my job is to make people have the best experiences possible mm. and it's not about me just trying to try to hide away from that and often people in these positions don't do that very well. And, you know, like Mecca, that's what Mecca does really well. You know, like mm. you were saying earlier, he does bring value to races. Now, we're not sure if it makes people join races, but when Mecca's there, he, he turns up for the people. Mm. And Felix is really great at that as well. And, and to be honest, maybe that's one of the things <coughs> that WCC lacks is that figurehead at a race who mm-hmm. really does, you know, is kind of just there for the people. You know, when you see Felix, he's, you know, he's everywhere, isn't he? Mm. And he's... He's, you know, with everyone. So um, it's definitely something challenge really get correct. Mm. Um, we've got another so, one. So I wasn't really listening before. What was your end conclusion about uh, the, people with their training pictures? Oh, just if anyone has an, a way where we can create a page where you guys can submit your photos um, to a website or, or place that shows where you train. Because it's quite a cool idea, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I'm not sure. If you have an idea, put it on Facebook. Um, what else we got here? Just quickly, oh, one Darren just sent through about wave starts, and he was just saying he did the seven point three somewhere in August, and uh, he's done quite a few halves in New Zealand, and he'd never experienced wave starts. And he said one of the problems with the wave start is, is ultimately it's just quite demotivating. You know, mm-hmm. he said my wave start had uh, fifteen minutes after the first wave start, mm-hmm. and he just said that once you get on the bike, you don't know where you are. You know, and so he says that maybe it's a bit more organised, but. Um, he found that waste starts through a little bit kind of lacked a bit of motivation so that was kind of cool and then someone else said through about Pentecton as well saying they loved it that was Dawn the Doers at Fox and then lastly Martin's just got he, he comes to me and goes you got any place for books reviews that you read and I was like John's done a website page on there haven't you I did but that hasn't been updated since the day I did it yeah so basically he was asking what <laughs> books do we read and I, I read a lot of books and he was asking about me and I've never put any on that page um, so if you want book reviews John how do we do that well, can't you set up like an Amazon? We have on our page. Do you know what, guys? Can people spend no money on our Amazon page? We make no <laughs> money from Amazon. We we seriously uh, do. We've, every four or five years, we get like $100 from them. Yeah. But the thing is, right now, we're sitting on about $93, <laughs> and it goes up about $0.10 cents a month. So if you've got to go on Amazon, go to our page, click on our Amazon link, yeah. and just so we can get to 100 so we can get that check. Where is our Amazon? Where do they, how do they I do think that? they've done it on books. Yeah. Yeah, go buy a book. Go buy some Amazon stuff from us just so we can get that $100 check. You know, seriously, it's taken about four years to get it. Yeah. It's pointless, yeah. but we must get that 100 So go to Amazon. I'll, I'll find some good, uh, some, some good uh, low-fat, high-carb. There we go. Uh, Low-carb, high-fat. Yeah, well, there was a book I read recently, which was great about that. Anyway, um, Martin, yeah, book resources. Maybe I could do a Bevan Book of the Week because I read a book every 10 days. Fine, go for it. Okay, this week's book, The Sports Gene. Very, very good. They actually talk about Chrissy Wellington, didn't she? You know, she, she wiped about 30, 40 minutes off the record when she beat. Oh, yeah. Like, that's it ridiculous. Was eight, it was 8.51 she went down it first to like, got broken. And did she go down to 8.18? Something like that. Eight, yeah. In the teens. Yeah. It's but fast. it's a very, very interesting book. They talk about how 
uh, oh god, I could talk for ages about the book, but <clears throat> just how body types of sh- it's very interesting. The argument kind of starts off against the whole idea of the ten thousand hour rule, and it kind of really argues against it and says genetics have such a huge part to play with it. And uh, uh, we'll read the book. It's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Don't worry about. It. Don't read it. It's wrong. <laughs> Because was it John's research? Yeah, John's research says it's wrong. <laughs> oh, here you we train go. for 10,000 hours, you'll get pretty good. You no, know, it's not saying you won't get better, but it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be world class. No. And genes have a massive part to play in it. They read do. the book. Read yeah. the book. Even Gladwell's come in and said, well, mm-hmm. I'm a schmuck. He didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. Sporting gene. Very good. Oh, um, oh I'll get it to you for Christmas. Sounds good. Yep. <laughs> now he lights up. Yeah. Yep. Sponsors. Are we going to have sponsors? No, it's us. Sponsors. So uh, we're going to do the finishes. Oh, we're going to do that. Okay. Well, do I need to pull this up? Do I? Yep. Where do I put it? Have you put it somewhere or do I just need to pull it up? Yeah, you just need to pull it up. It's so under, I need to go to Squarespace? Um, no, it's under show notes. Oh, okay. Here we go. Finishes. Show notes, finishes. Okay. You start September talking. September 17th. So... I am actually looking into actually finally getting these damn swim caps done, along with the uh, oh really the, the new the new the new tri uh, the new bike shorts and the new bike top. I don't know when I'm going to get around to time to actually doing it. But show notes, wait a second, show notes and then finishes. finishes. Yeah, very good, September seventeenth. Look at that; it's all very obvious, isn't it? It is. See how he does that sighting. You see how he does that. He just he doesn't show disappointment. He just goes, <sighs> yeah, seventeenth. That's what I put up with every day. Every day we're going to do fifteen. So we're going down to 15th. How many have we got? 5,000? We've got uh, 56 at the stage. Oh, it's so it's going to take a few weeks to get through them. That's all right. We'll do 15 a week. Okay, so wait, So I need to know. So wait, you've just, you've culled off. So from top to bottom? Top to bottom. I just, it hasn't come up yet. I yeah. need a new computer. I need two new computers. Yeah. And we're waiting for the Hasbro trip. Hasbro, I think it is, or Hasbro mm-hmm. trip to come out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting. And this computer's getting, look at this. I opened this file, what, 10 seconds ago? When you side, I click the button. Yeah. And I've clicked it again now, so I'll make it faster, yeah. won't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hit that cross the road button, keep hitting it, and it will change. Really well. Okay, you can start. Okay, Adam Bardsley, big nose Adam Bardsley, uh, did the Forest Man. What was that his nickname? Yep. Uh, did 10- we give him a nickname? Must have done, must have been me. 10.36, no PB. Still finishing on me. Still. So what does that make him? He's a Planty Predator, he gets a bronze cap. Okay, I've got him here. Barbara the Jet Rocket Nelson, she did Ironman Coeur d'Alene in 13.36, 27, and John, it was a PB, and that makes her a... A Lee animal. I'm going to say the names because you do the... You do. Barbara was our um, expert on menopause a little while ago. Oh, she is a legend. She was like one of those people who's like awesome at everything. And married like five million years. Yeah, married five million years, brainiac, yeah. athlete. Yeah. Hot. Yeah, I didn't even see if I'd ever say he's hot. She will be. Yeah, Michael Smith. He did. Uh, I'm in Coeur as well. He did 11 at 32. And John, he got a PB as well. What does that make him? It makes him a Kuakini crusher. Crushed it, Dale Beach. He did uh, the Beast of Barcelona. Barcelona. Nice. Barcelona. He did I'm in Nice in France, and he did 11 at 40. It wasn't a PB, but still another I'm in. It makes him a Kuakini crusher. Nice. Rebecca Smith, the Snow Ranger. That's a good one, Snow. She did Nice as well, and she did a 13.26, not a PB, but still, John, what does that make her? She's a Harvey Hammer. Paul Lunn, he did Ironman France as well, 9.49.55. John, that was a PB, and he'll be stoked about that one. That makes him a... Elite animal. <laughs> I just kind of nice. added to it. Yeah. Tim Perkin, the Crusader. Why do we give him that one? Because that's Canterbury thing, isn't I it? I think he might have been dressed in some sort of red and black sort of nice. type thing. Nice, John, listen to this. 9.58.46, PB, nice. sub 10 as well. What does that make him? He's a lucky animal. John Don Dwyer, Coeur d'Alene, 11th, no, sorry, 1344.33 PB as well. John? Harvey Hammer. 
We've got Sarah, Sarah Beck. She oh, no, sorry. He's a Kailua Cruiser. Don't worry, you're a Cruiser. That's good. Cordelaine as well. She did 14, 38, 29. John PB as well. That makes her a Kailua Cruiser. We've got Keen Mihana, Mihata, I'll say. Cordelaine, uh, 11, 20, 45. Sorry, no, it wasn't a PB, but still, what does that make her? Or him? Him, I think it's him. Uh, Kuwakini Crusher. Andrew Cunningham, Iron Man Kens, 12, 32. Now, what's he got here? He's got previously 14, 58. So he's big PD. Two and a half hour PB, John. That's That's smashing it. He's a Harvey Hammer. He's smashing it with his Harvey Hammer. (laughs) He's smashed it with his... Good old Andrew Winter. Good Christchurch boy. I think there's two Andrew Winters, but it could... It could be the same well, one. Well, this one did Ironman Australia. He did a 9.49. Austria, even. Oh, Austria, sorry. 9.49 for a PB. Love nice. your work. A Lee Animal. A Lee Animal. How many have I done? Uh, 12. Three more. Tim Besant, and he did Ironman Austria as well. He did 11 hours and 32 minutes for a PB. John? Kiwakini Cruiser. Crusher. Rule Zoo. What do you reckon? Oh, that's a, that's a spam one. <laughs> oh, some somebody spammed our site. Okay, bugger you. Um, David Manley. David, everyone thinks I'm Manley. That was a pretty good nickname. I don't yeah. know if we came up for him. He did the Outlaw. Uh, he did 16.38.11 for a PB Jombo, and he is a... Kylo Cruiser. John Scott Connolly. Last one. Iron Man Frankfurt. Ooh. PB, which you'll be happy with. 10 hours exactly in 28 seconds he so might want to he's, a, he's a, a Polani predator he would have been an elite animal if he'd gone 28 seconds quicker still Scott PB love your work there you go John have we, what's the best you can get the best you can get is the Kona killer and what's that it's a sub 9 for a guy for a guy sub 10 for girls have we had many sub 9s none I don't think who's going to be the first that's the big question have we got any on here uh, and then we've got weeks. Elite Animal is sub 10 or sub 11 for the girls. That's uh, pretty respectable. That's Palani, pretty awesome. Palani Predator is sub 11 or 12 for the girls. We've got no killers coming up or sub uh, 10 girls. Kuakini Crusher is uh, sub 12 or sub 13. A Harvey Hammer is sub 13 or sub 14. And a Kailua Cruiser is 13 plus hours or 14 plus hours. We haven't got any we haven't got killers coming up soon, John. So who's going to be mm-hmm. our first killer? That's going to be awesome. We'll put special music on for our first killer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jombo. Yes. Your gossip. My gossip. I'm just going to save that for. Oh, sponsors. Uh, Athlinks.com. Seriously, you lose sleep over it. It's going to be new. Uh, who else have we done today? Coffees, done of Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii. Um, um, go on John's camp and you can try it from every location. Or yeah. do the bonfire. And extreme endurance. Like the buffer, Sandy says so, and he's got a cool accent. There you go. Okay, John, you've got, you've got rugby, kicker, metabolic test. Okay. Took the kids to rugby at the weekend. What both kids? Uh, Canterbury playing uh, Otago Saturday afternoon. Was it afternoon? Four thirty-five. Did was, we win? Uh, we did. It was a bit closer than it should have been. Was it, was it exciting? Uh, I was looking after kids, so the excitement was. John, do you know what I think I should do? What? I think I should have a new career. Okay, go for it. Because I went to the All Blacks recently this year. Mm-hmm. Good school to free ticket. Took porn along. Yeah. So we did. Good old Eddie Des. Good old. Yeah, yeah. Good nice, old. nice. Love Eddie Des. And uh, so we went to the game. Awesome game of rugby. Everyone was like, what was it like to be there? Boring. Mm, a bit boring. Yeah. And John, one thing I do do well is cause, yeah, yeah. cause a bit of energy in a crowd, don't yeah. I? Yeah. And I think that see, like you watch a football game in the UK. Football's mm. the most boring game in the world to watch, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Even you guys watching football, you know it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Come on, rugby, you smash people. Yeah. It's blood. Exactly. The real men. You're preaching to the converted. That's right. But football crowds are phenomenal, aren't they? Yeah. Have you been to a football game? 
I have. Was it awesome? Yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I, I know where you're going, and I, I know you can you can fast forward because it's. Uh, okay. I think you have, I'm agreeing with you. I need a job, <laughs> and I think that if you gave me rugby New Zealand gave me a million dollars a year, yeah, I could quite easily make New Zealand crowds. I don't know why they don't pay people to do it. I think it's a it's a it's, not, it's just a no brainer. Well, there's to, a few things you'd need to do, but but. <laughs> We had some loud students there, which was was great. They were they were fairly close to us, and they were getting evicted by the cops and stuff. But it was good entertainment, and they tried to get, they tried to get a, a few waves going. People people got into it. You know, tried to get the waves going. It was it was dead as a doorknob. It really was. Um, were many people at the game? Yeah, there was a lot. That's the thing. It was oh. it was well sold out. And yeah, of course, people cheer and stuff when we get a try on that. But outside of that, people just sitting. How many songs? You know, the crowd singing and. Mm. So I might approach rugby New Zealand. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Okay, so so and this was good. Kids like the rugby. They like the bounce castle. They like the chippies at half time. Yep. And um, so rugby. Yeah. So so they were happy we won. Let's go to cricket. With my some dad. people. I had this discussion with Blunder. So here we go. There was, was a queue. You like, there was a queue. You get take a kid to footy, and there was a queue. What does it cost you? Uh, end up being twenty five bucks. Don't for the whole family for the three of us. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, don't get me started on the ticket fees though. <laughs> Um, daylight robbery, isn't it? Daylight robbery, and so we, Wait, what, what was it? It was like the, t- the tickets themselves were eighteen bucks, and you pay like an extra seven bucks in ticketing fees, and it's just an electronic transaction. So anyway. raping you anyway. Uh, so we're queuing up for this little freebie thing for for take a kid to footy, and you get like a little chocolate milk that the kids can't have anyway. So <laughs> great, thanks for that. Did you have it? Um, no. Oh. And for some people like they're standing in a queue. It's like. It's a freebie, and I had this father behind me go, "Oh, this is just bloody ridiculous! Oh God, we're just waiting here for bloody ages! Oh, this is just crazy!" I'm like, "Man, just <laughs> take a chill pill down. It's just we're not going to miss the kickoff, and it's just a small queue. Imagine living your, your life like every day like that, oh, sitting in a, John, sitting in a queue it. for traffic, and you just go mental. I'm just like, just chill out, buddy. Did anyway, you say it? I didn't. No. Anyway, uh, took the kids to rugby. What else do I have there? You've got my metabolic efficiency test tomorrow. That's going to be kind of funky. And I got my new Wahoo kicker that turned oh, up. Oh, so last tell us about week. that. Uh, it's pretty cool. I rode the. It's a funny name, Wahoo kicker. I like it. Yeah, it r- rode the stock exchange price for for Apple and Yahoo on Saturday. So tell us how that works. So you, you download this app. It was called uh, what's it called? Bull, Bull Trainer, and uh, you can basically search for whatever companies are listed, I guess, on the US stock exchange, and you can ride their sh- their share prices like at Hills and. Just going up and down and stuff, and it's um it's pretty cool. It's like a obviously it's not a particularly structured session in terms of if you're trying to get a, a an objective out of your work. So are you doing it as the shares are moving, or do you just not. do like the last day's trading? Uh, you can choose to do the last three months or the last six months or the last month. And if you uh, lost a lot cool. of money in the share market and mm. you know you want an easy session, yeah. but emotionally it might hurt because yeah. you know oh, that's when I lost twenty grand there. Oh, there's another thirty grand. But it's just cool having this, you know, your app on your phone, and it's just controlling the trainer, and you can just, just change things just with a couple of little presses, and it's, um, it's really cool, liking it. I've just, I just have. So, another. what other sessions can you do? Is this the one with the video? Have you got a video? Uh, yeah, I haven't tried. I, I had a very brief try with the video, but I've got the other ten arrived yesterday, so they're sitting in my garage. I've got now got eleven trainers sitting in my garage. We're going to have a group session once I've got my new laptops turned up, and then we're going to have sort of virtual races and riding up climbs. And, oh, no, that and sounds pretty cool. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be funky. That is pretty cool. So check it out, Wahoo Kickers, and they're, um, yeah, I'll be. You can I'll make be, money off that, John. You can charge sessions. Oh yeah. Big time, oh. yeah. But that's not. I mean, they're expensive to to buy. But in terms of uh, doing some group stuff, like I'm talking indoor races and stuff. You know, you have a, people complain, oh, there's no races, and I'm like, well, you got to spend fifteen hundred bucks on water safety, probably a couple of grand on traffic management. There's you know, close on three and a half grand, and you get a hundred people turning up, and 
all of a sudden, boom, you have to charge them 100 bucks. We can now go down to the pool, do it at heats of uh, 15 or 20 at a time once we've got some more of them, and go boom, swim, bike, run around the field, awesome super sprint racing, going to be cool. Sweet as, bro. Even what's happening in your world? Uh, what's been happening in my world? Um, not much, really. Went no. furniture shopping. Just watching America's Cup. That's what your life revolves around. Uh, really, right now it does. I've been writing in my diary every night about it. Mm-hmm. I keep a journal every night. I've been mm-hmm. doing it for years. And and normally, I'd, sport never gets a mention in my diary. Mm-hmm. I might watch the All Blacks. It might say, oh, I watch the game. Mm-hmm. But like yesterday, I write a page, like an A4 page every night in my diary. Mm-hmm. And last night... Two thirds of the page was about America's Cup. It was pretty good. As are yours about yeah. your diary. Um, what else been happening? Did it fill the spar up? Did you go riding with Porno at the weekend? Then? Yeah, yeah. Porno came out and smashed us the other day. Did he? Three hundred watts all the way up Dyer's Pass. Is it, was he pretty sharp? Was he? He was. He was pushing it. Did yeah. you stay with him? You'd, you'd be stronger than Porno right now. Yeah, you? but yeah. picking and choosing your right place to to crush people. Yeah. We, we didn't really crush it, but we're mm. definitely with heart rate. I'm not what I used to be. Mm. Like, really, I haven't ridden a bike in five years. Mm. You know, so for me to think that I'm going to be what I was in the past would just be totally unrealistic. But it was, it was good. We went for a ride, we had a bit of gossip. It was good. We did a couple of hours. Mm. Um, well, I might get. I might try to take December, January off impact, so I might get on the bike over then. I might try to look okay. do a cycle race. Come and do my, my epic uh, ride on the 21st of uh, December. What were you doing there? 300 k's. Oh, yeah. Bike, yeah, bike yeah, sure. to, yeah, two hours to 300. Biking, biking to Murchison. And how do I get back? Will you sort of car out for me? You got a thumb? <laughs> or the bike? Hitchhike. Some <laughs> people pick you up. Uh, I've just got a bike. Uh, can we chuck it on the roof, please? Well, look, we just put your bags out. We'll, we'll put it <laughs> in the boot. Yeah. <laughs> the whole family carrying their bags. Yeah. Uh, what else has been happening, John? Not much. I've been to my piano again. It's, you know what? It's just nice to be home. Mm-hmm. Have a routine again. Good. Band, playing the band made a song last week. You watch any of the cha- the Vuelta? Wait a second, I'll, I'll, play, I'll show you the song we play. But what's what? What's what? Tour of Spain? Catch any of that? American no. Chris Horner took it out. Did he? Pretty close. I never even heard of him. Yeah. Is he any good? It's like 42 or something. There's only one soccer I care about. A guy yeah. called Lance Armstrong. He's, he's the future, John. He is the business. He is. He is. The future. Wait a second. Um, I think I've said this before, but my kids now, whenever you cheat at something, Lance Armstrong! Lance Armstrong! Oh, really? If you cheat, try to cheat at a board game, you're doing a Lance Armstrong. Can't do that. That's great. <laughs> that is good. Okay, John, I'm going to play my last band's effort. Ready? Okay, wait a second. So the band is called We Don't Even Know. Mm-hmm. That's not the band name, but it's quite a good name for a band, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We Don't Even Know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now this sounds guitar-like. So wait a second. Push play. Who's on the guitar? Yeah. Tell me about it in a second. You like that? Can you be angry when you're riding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just did another bit of Some pretty interesting facial expressions going on here. The head's rocking forward and back. Jaw, pretty strong jaw movement. Yeah. Big wide mouth. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, John. Yeah. There's another guitar. That's Bevan James I was on the keyboard Oh my goodness <laughs> I know I tricked you didn't I OMG OTT <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the other night we were jamming out Because that's what we do mm. And uh, I just had my, my guitar sound on And I just go dun, 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 And the bass player goes Oh that's kind of cool And so then the bass boom, boom, And the drummer And we didn't have a singer last week So there's no words yet But uh, So that's, that's last week's effort Great Yeah yeah, you, yeah. That'd be a pretty good trading song wouldn't it Yep, if you're that way inclined. 
Well, which kind of trading trading music would you like? I don't listen to music. There you go. One, my, one of my athletes I was coaching the other day asked for some tips on music. I said, "What do you need music for?" Because it makes you better. Emotionally attached to the workout, John. It's all about nutrition, Bevan. Exactly. It's all exactly. about nutrition. Again, foolish me to, th- to, to think otherwise. Yeah. Okay, Jonbo, I think we've, we've waffled long enough. This, considering we've done no interviews today, we've done an hour 45. Plus a little interview to go in there, so it'll be close to two hours. Jeez, we're good. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.